You're in the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. So this week, Chris O'Brien is under the weather again, and I hope it's not the flu. We've had a particularly bad strain of flu this season, and even if you were inoculated, this is hardly paranormal, but even if you had the flu vaccine, it may not work that well. So we're keeping our fingers crossed. So we have Jay Randall Murphy as our guest co-host once again. And we're talking to a Hollywood bigwig by the name of Bryce Zabel, whom you all know because he wrote that book with Rich Dolan entitled AD After Disclosure. And a little bit later, we'll be talking about his upcoming appearance at the International UFO Congress near Phoenix. But I was looking at your credits, your writing credits, and... You know, as a superhero fan, you wrote and were a producer for Lois and Clark, The New Adventures of Superman. That I was. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's kind of you to bring it up. As I tell people these days, I go, it's not even the latest Superman by four because they've been remaking this guy for, for such a long time. But I have to say it was, in terms of just wonderful experiences, pretty darn cool to be sitting around in a trailer on the Warner Brothers lot kicking around how to reinvent Superman for television back then. Very fun. Enjoyed it. Now, since then, talking about different versions, we had Superman Returns yep. with Brandon Routh. And Brandon is also plays a character called the Atom yeah. on Legends of Tomorrow. And this is semi-UFO related. The name of the character that Brandon Routh plays is Ray Palmer. And where did they get that Ray Palmer from? Well, when they created the character, they were recognizing a sci-fi and paranormal writer, of course, Ray Palmer. Absolutely true. And, and by the way, uh, as long as we're on Lois and Clark... I- there's a strong UFO element to the Lois and Clark series, too. I put it in when I was there on the first season. Uh, my feeling was that, uh, and, and now it's pretty widely accepted, but I don't think people thought about it as much back then. My feeling was Clark Kent slash Superman was an alien. I mean, he came from another planet. So the first episode I ever wrote was Strange Visitor uh, from another planet based on you know the old television series. And one of the things that we were able to do was to sort of tie his arrival into ufo mythology that the night that he had arrived people had seen something in the sky that kind of thing and then uh we put in a uh, majestic 12-like organization i called it bureau 39 and bureau 39 you know had people out there looking into the ufo mystery and um, they've been looking at clark since uh, 1966 i think it was was the date so yeah i i, th- I think it's interesting that all these various mentions of ufology that have found their way into our popular culture, it's happening more often than ever, of course, right now, but it's always been there, and only now we're paying attention to it more, and, and I guess you and your, your audience are very well versed in all that. Now, of course, for those of you following the legend, Henry Cavill, British actor, plays Superman in the movies, at the same time on Supergirl, Tyler Hoechlin, who was in Teen Wolf. And also, he was in a movie when he was a kid, Road to Perdition, and he plays Superman. I think he's the best Superman of the modern times, even better than Henry Cavill. I was just going to ask you about that because I've been watching him going, you know, he's just not the average Superman. He's got his own edge to him, and he's very unique, and I, I think I agree with you. Tyler is kind of a cross between Christopher Reeve without the excesses, but he has the twinkle in his eye 
that George Reeves had, that personality that he projects when George Reeves played him back in the 50s. But the only problem is he's only done yeah. four episodes of Supergirl. And I understand Jeff Johns over at DC Comics has to say, yes, you can do that for them to even be able to have the episode. And then, of course, Tyler has to be available. But well, as I said, I think he's if you can see the, the second and third season episodes from Supergirl on Netflix, watch those episodes and watch and see how he plays Clark and how he plays Superman. And I think it's called The Adventures of Supergirl is the first episode that he did. And I think you'll agree with me that the guy in the movies is a good enough actor, but Clark Kent has no twinkle in his eyes. He's not goofy. He's dead inside sometimes. I mean, you just see him and you go, he's just had a bad life compared to the other Superman that we've seen over the years. And I will tell you, though, in terms of the DC permission thing, that was something we had to deal with uh, back uh, developing Lois and Clark. At one point, we had this radical idea that we would replace most of the red on his costume with black and that you you would have thought we had declared World War Three. And and of course, now uh, the costumes have been widely interpreted. They're all different. Uh, but, but at the time, I think there was a little bit of, uh, regret about letting go and and letting other people run with the character. Now, of course, that seems to be not quite as prevalent, but they were all good. And, and, and I will have to say a word for Dean Kane. I thought Dean's, uh, was, was perfect for the show. I mean, Lois and Clark is not an action adventure piece per se. It's a, it's a romantic dramedy if you if you want and and i thought that uh, dean kane brought a certain decency to the superman character and and he certainly had the twinkle in his eye and and, and in those early seasons i really thought the world of him so I, I i did find a lot to like about him terry hatcher by the way in addition to being lois lane she played a villain last season in supergirl for several episodes she was the queen of the daxamites well, I got to tell you, uh, Terry is a tremendous actress, and I, I remember getting the opportunity to write the famous uh, Lois meets Superman for the first time interview, uh, and I, that was in my Strange uh, Visitor episode, which was episode number one after the pilot, and I thought she was terrific, and, and it was such a challenge both for her and for me because the famous scene, of course, from this original Superman film was – uh, Lois on the rooftop and Superman, that naughty boy saying uh, the color of her panties because he was committing se- sexual harassment, I guess, at the time. And he shouldn't have been doing that. But he was. And um, and we let that go, which so I guess that's changing times. But um, we we put uh, our own version of that together. And Terry just had the perfect sensibility for it. She really was wonderful. And she's a terrific actress across the board. But she was just Stunning, I thought, as Lois Lane. Watching her play a villain was really interesting. Also, getting this stage actor, and I forget his name, who played Lex Luthor. Mm. He was really good. I've seen him as a hero and a villain. Are you talking about the Lois and Clark Lex Luthor or someone else? Oh, yeah, John Shea. John John Shea Shea was was, uh, also very interesting, although... He was a pretty radical reinterpretation. There was nothing bald about the guy. I mean, he had a pretty healthy head of hair and and was younger than the other Lexes. But again, now Lex has been reinterpreted many times since. But again, at the beginning of Lois and Clark, that was 
a shock to people that we would want to cast him that way. But he, I thought he turned out to be uh, also very good. Yeah, he portrayed the villainy just perfectly. And of course, they had a lot of guest stars on there, of course. Oh, but I mean, that's what you do in those shows. You 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 look for the guest star role because that's what you can promote. Uh, and, and of course, we did a lot of that. And just to finish up the UFO thing, we managed to get UFOs into Lois and Clark one other time. I think it was episode seven or eight of the first season. I wrote that one. It was called The Green, Green Glow of Home. And I and again, I was just so thrilled. Somebody let me interpret what kryptonite was all about, which for a you know a, a kid who grew up reading comic books in the local pharmacy, uh, it was just fantastic to be able to to do that. And at the same time, we had Bureau Thirty Nine track uh, Clark and Lois to uh, Smallville uh, with an, with the intent of basically grabbing Superman and, and studying him. So we've, we've had our UFO alien thing uh, going for a long time. And I, of course I'm not the first to do any of that, but, um, but it's fun. And it, it causes, I think given some of the stuff going on these days, it's very uh, relevant. Our guest co-host is Jay Randall Murphy and we're doing a little pop culture, but we'll get away from that okay. and on to fear and loathing. And you'll yeah. wonder what that's about. And I'll let you know with Bryce Sable. You're in with the Paracast people. We also have swag. You know, we have all these exclusive Paracast things that you can buy. We've got like, I guess, 60 or so different items and entails T-shirts, sleeves for notebook computers, iPad cases, mouse pads, the Paracast jumbo tote bag, all sorts of T-shirts and jackets and stuff like that for men and women. We have a Paracast aluminum water bottle. All this stuff, you go to store.theparacast.com, store.theparacast.com. What makes it special is that the items are the best quality, you know, great T-shirts, fabrics, and they have our official logo on them. That's what makes them special in multiple sizes and colors. We even have stuff for children, stuff for women, stuff for men. We have all sorts of sizes, like small up to X large. A lot of good stuff. That's the swag from the Paracast. You go to store.theparacast.com, stop by, and take a shopping tour. Message and data rates may apply. You don't follow the herd. You blaze your own trail. And you're as adventurous in the kitchen as you are in life. Whether it's paddleboard yoga or Peruvian steak, you're the first to try new things. So are we. We're Green Chef, the first USDA-certified organic meal kit delivery service. We offer delicious meal plans for seven different lifestyles. Paleo, gluten-free, keto, vegetarian, vegan, carnivore, and omnivore. Want to be the first of your friends to try Green Chef? Discover our exclusive introductory deal by texting the keyword FUN66 to 543543. We believe that cooking, just like life, should be all about experience and flavor. And by exploring dinner options with Green Chef, you'll try new recipes, techniques, and ingredients for bold new restaurant-level flavors. It's like enjoying a new cooking class, but in your own home. To experience this culinary adventure, text now and discover our exclusive introductory deal. Text FUN66 to 543543. Five four three. That's F U N six six to five four three five four three. 
hunters, anglers, campers, and survivalists. Get back to nature. Expand your horizons with the highest quality, most versatile, unique slingshots and sling bows on the market at slingbow.com. Slingbow products are compact and models start from just $17.98. They're perfect for your bug out bag or storing in your vehicle. Give yourself and your loved ones the excitement and tradition of Slingbow. A new frontier in archery and truly modern twist on this primitive survival tool. Feel the thrill only at slingbow.com. Hello, my name is Marjorie Wildcraft. I'm the founder of The Grow Network, which is an online community of people who produce their own food and medicine. We are really into backyard self-reliance. If you want this lifestyle, I suggest your first step be to learn some basic home medicine. Just the other day, my 18-year-old son came to me and said, Mama, I got a sore throat. Can you fix me up? And I said, sure, Ryan. And in about 24 hours, he was better. The best home medicine for you to start out with is garlic. It's an amazing natural antibiotic, and I can show you how to use garlic to handle ear infections, sore throats, colds, and flus. As a way for you to get to know a little bit more about me and the Grow Network, I've written up an easy introduction on how to use garlic. It's at gcnwellness.com. Now, the station manager told me that I needed to say the URL at least twice, even though it feels kind of weird. But if you're interested in backyard self-reliance, you are one of us. Go to www.gcnwellness.com and let's connect up. Hawaii was a wake-up call. Don't be caught without a disaster shelter. Atlas makes an all-disaster shelter that will protect your family from fallout, tornadoes, and hurricanes for only $99.99. That also includes the NBC air filtration system, solid steel construction with an airtight bulletproof door. That's right. For $99.99 and up, call 1-855-4-BUNKER or go to IWantThatShelter.com. Atlas Survival Shelters, the world leader in fallout shelters. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. We are the Paracast people, okay? I was going to say something else, but I don't want to really do it here. It gets too pop culture-y. Bryce Abel joining us. I'm going to ask him about one other thing he wrote, which has a super pop culture mythological interpretation to it. We'll get to that in just a moment. Chris O'Brien is under the weather. What is not under the weather is our second radio show called After the Paracast. It's available only if you subscribe to the Paracast Plus. Go to plus.theparacast.com, plus.theparacast.com. And... What you get there is not just the After the Paracast podcast, which is the kind of show where you never know who's going to be on or what's going to happen next. We also give you a version of the show free of the network ads. So all those people complaining about too many commercials on YouTube, that's a solution. Bryce Abel is here. Of course, he was co-author with Rich Dolan, AD After Disclosure, been following UFOs for years, or maybe they've been following him. We'll have to find out. But he's got another book out there. And I want to read this. I haven't had time yet to actually get myself a copy. But this is, you know, one of these ultimate fantasies. What if the Beatles stayed together? I remember when the announcement came out. We know that apparently John Lennon actually quit. But Paul McCartney made the official announcement in connection with his new album. This is like 1970, where the wire dispatch came over. 
And I was working at a radio station in suburban Philadelphia at the time. And I didn't even think about this, but of course, you know, obviously something like this had been in the works for quite a while. And that's how I learned of it. But what if the Beatles worked out their differences and stuck together? How do you figure how that work? Well, I spent the last three years thinking about it. Uh, so listen, with the book you're talking about, and, and thank you for bringing it up, is my latest book. It's uh, just out now. It's, an, it's a new publish. Uh, it's called Once There Was a Way, What If the Beatles Stayed Together? You can find it at AmazonBeatles.com. And if you want to do a little more digging, you can go to WhatIfBeatles.com, which we have a lot of Easter eggs and stuff buried in that site. But basically, I started a alternate history series a few years ago, starting with the, the Kennedy assassination. My first book was called Surrounded by Enemies, What If Kennedy Survived Dallas? And it touched a nerve with a lot of people who found it on the 50th anniversary of the assassination to be a really interesting way to look at the assassination. It won this uh, big award called the Sidewise Award for Alternate History, and it got me a publisher saying, how about if you do another one? And I thought, well, it's pretty hard to come up with something as big in the sort of cultural mythology of, of our times than JFK. But if you were going to do it, it might be the Beatles. So I spent some time thinking about all the issues that you just brought up. Yes, Lennon quit first. McCartney made the announcement. But was there anything that could have been done during those years that might have changed their opinions? And one of the things that I do in Breakpoint is I try to find a place where history could have broken in a different direction. That's pretty damn easy with the JFK assassination, of course, because he doesn't get hit. So suddenly you've got a brand new uh, storyline going on. With the Beatles, it had to be a little more subtle. And instead of just starting in our history line in, say, 1970 or, or so, I went back to 1968 for a break point. It was a lot more subtle and nuanced, I think, but it was about a visit that McCartney and Lennon paid to the United States in 1968 to announce uh, their Apple records. And they, in our real timeline, this really happened. They appeared on The Tonight Show, but Johnny Carson wasn't there. And instead, they were guests of Joe Garagiola, the guest host. And uh, Tallulah Bankhead was there. Tallulah was drunk and kind of abusive and weird. And Joe really didn't know much about music or the Beatles. And I don't think John and Paul had a very good time. And it's been lost to history. And nobody really cares about it because it wasn't that great of a thing. In my book, all I have that makes for the different break point is when they tell uh, John and Paul uh, you're going to be on with Joe Garagiola. Johnny Carson's not making it. Lennon says, basically, F that. We're not coming. So he, he says, unless you get Carson in, we're not doing the show. Carson literally was performing in New Jersey at the time, and he didn't want to come back, but he knew a good deal when he heard it, at least in my book, and he comes, he makes a deal. He says, I'll come back and do the show, but you have to perform. You have to do at least two songs and do the whole show. So the Beatles end up on Johnny Carson with Johnny Carson. They have a really great time together. So instead of this sour kind of thing that John and Paul had together in our timeline, they have a lot of fun with Johnny Carson and even Ed McMahon and go out drinking afterward. So that's an example. So from that arrow bending in history, the entire book lays out. And what I what I did in the book, and I'll stop talking about it in a second here, but what I did to make it feel realistic, I wrote it from the point of view, if you can imagine Rolling Stone doing a 50th anniversary on uh, the Beatles, they might very well have told the story of how they stayed together all these 50 years. So that's the story I told from the point of view 
as if it's been written by Rolling Stone. You know, so far, the reviews have been very kind and very excited. So I, I feel like I've hit the sweet spot of something, and I'm, I'm very proud of the book. And I hope anyone who wants to read it goes to AmazonBeatles.com or WhatIfBeatles.com and checks it out. That's a pretty cool uh, concept, actually. And uh, here's a good question for both you guys, because you're both into the Mac and the Apple thing. And uh, I don't know if you go into it in your, in your book, but imagine if they had stayed together and not had uh, as much instability over the Apple trademark. Uh, would you guys still be on Apple computers or what do you think would have happened? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I, in fact, I have to tell you, that is a major part of the latter part of the book because Steve Jobs is one of the characters in the book. Uh, Steve Jobs ends up, well, let me put it this way. Something happens in 1974 that upsets the Beatles' stability, if you will. And Harrison, uh, George Harrison, takes off for India. And it turns out that in reality, in our reality, in 1974, a young Steve Jobs was in India. Uh, you can read about it in Walter Isaacson's book, but he was there in India. So I have Harrison happening across Stephen Jobs in India in 1974 and combining their forces to handle this issue that's come up. And it's handled very credibly, I think, and it allows Apple to be a merger of music and an early technology and weaves jobs into the Apple that we know as the Beatles Apple. So there's still an Apple computer that all of us would have been working on. It just would have started down the, the road a few years earlier. We might have even better apples now had the Beatles stayed together. Now, this is interesting here too. some speculation I make informally. If John Lennon hadn't been killed in 1980, would the Beatles have gotten together? This is a really interesting question. It's not particularly a part of the book, although it is um, incidentally. I'll answer your question first in that I do believe had Lennon survived in 1980 in our timeline, in our world, that, yeah, they would have played together again. I think that's pretty clear from reading their comments and other literature and, and other speculation. I don't think they necessarily would have put the band back together and gone on tour or whatever, but they might have played together. Uh, on occasion. Now, what happens in the book is that uh, my take on it is that, you know, Lennon was murdered because he did not take certain security precautions. He's getting out of a car in front of the Dakota. And that, uh, of course, was a very dangerous thing to do. And there are ways to get around that. Let me break it here. Yeah. We'll have more about what if the Beatles okay. stay together. Bryce Abel, J. Randall Murphy, you're in the Paracast. <laughs> for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Frustrated trying to get business capital? Want to take the slow process and rejection out of the equation? GCNloans.com removes the slow, irritating approval process. Instead, get quick, simple funding. Powered by David Allen Capital, 80% of our pre-qualified clients are approved in days. Pre-qualify at GCNloans.com and get your money this week. It's that easy. GCNloans.com. That's GCNloans.com. 
the answer to being in control of your own health care is freedom from insurance. Become part of a group of self-pay patients that come together to share in each other's medical expenses. Individual share amounts begin at $107 a month and $347 for families. Choose from three health sharing programs. Holistic treatments may be eligible for sharing. See guidelines. Discount programs available for dental, vision, and pharmacy. Go to libertyoncall.org. That's libertyoncall.org. Does the current world crisis in North Korea or our domestic crisis right here in America concern you? Well, I know it concerns me. My friends over at Legacy Food Storage have solutions in the event there's the inevitable. What's the inevitable? Civil unrest, a run on your local grocery store. And here's my question to you. If this happens, how do you feed your children? How do you feed your grandchildren? Legacy Food Storage has the solutions. In fact, they can help you implement a simple plan to take care of your needs in the event of the inevitable. By calling them right now, I have authorized them to give you a special 20% discount at checkout by simply using GCN. Call 888-543-7345 or visit them at LegacyFoodStorage.com. That's 888-543-7345 or visiting them at LegacyFoodStorage.com. Make sure you use GCN at checkout for an incredible 20% discount. Don't be a victim. Take control of your life now. Hi, this is Dr. Joel Wallach, the Mineral Doctor. You've heard me talk about 90 for Life for years. 60 minerals, 16 vitamins, 12 amino acids, 2 fatty acids. You may not know this, that I've actually designed Arthur decks for animals. That's right. Your pets need 90 for Life too. Get this essential pet product by calling 877-279-9422. That's 877-279-9422. Again, 877-279-9422. Are you one of the 70% of Americans that want to own your own business, afraid to leave the security of your current job to pursue your dreams? I'm Pharmacist Keith. Dr. Wallach, the Dead Doctors Don't Lie guy, and myself want to show you a low-cost way to create your own business, working around your current job schedule, creating extra income for you and your family by joining his crusade, spreading his message of better health. To learn more, visit radio.recordedvideo.com, radio.recordedvideo.com. That's radio.recordedvideo.com. Hi folks, Ronnie here from Life Change Tea. There's a lot of hubbub about the ramifications of GMOs. First of all, what are GMOs? Genetically modified organisms. Yee! Man-made organisms entering our body, changing and damaging us from the inside out. What's our defense? First of all, not eating them. Second, cleansing from them when we do eat them. Thank God for Life Change Tea at GetTheTea.com. Life Change Tea cleanses from toxins, heavy metals, and helps flush GMOs out of your body. Our unique blend of herbs help cleanse you from the inside out, helping you feel refreshed and clean of yee. We also carry unique one-of-a-kind supplements. So order online at GetTheTea.com. That's GetTheTea.com. Rid yourself of the yee that contaminates your food and water. Go to getthetea.com. That's getthetea.com. Get the tea, your best defense. Hi, it's Grant Cameron from presidentialufo.com. You're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. Bryce Abel, Gene Steinberg, J. Randall Murphy speculating about 
what would have happened if the Beatles stayed together, and then we'll get into the fear and loathing and the UFO thing. And I suggested here, what if, you know, Lennon wasn't shot? And you've made a point here, too, that he really had little, if any, security. I think this will explain to your listeners what the book is about. So in order to keep Lennon alive and not to just track our history exactly, and if you're going to write an alternate history, then write an alternate history. What happens in, in the book is that the Beatles, through a variety of circumstances, end up playing at Woodstock. All right. Which is something that could have happened easily because they were invited. They just didn't happen to go because they were in the middle of recording Abbey Road. And also John Lennon got in a car accident a few weeks before in Scotland. So in the book, these things still are happening, but the Beatles end up playing at Woodstock and they have a, a near fatal encounter with fan love because there's so many people there and there's not much security there. And they nearly meet a tragic uh, ending at Woodstock. And as a result of that, Lennon and the others take a position in favor of enhanced security from that point on. They just figure it's not worth dying of love of your fans. And so Lennon never would have done, in my book, uh, what he did in 1980 in our world, which is to take those chances. Uh, he would have had uh, a different way in. And by the way, the Dakota, you can actually drive into the underground parking garage without passing through people. I believe he would have done that had he had a reason to be concerned about security earlier on. So that's one of the things that happens in the book. So you can see those things. They get to play Woodstock, Lennon doesn't die, things like that happen. And it's just really a, a lot of fun. The thing I'm getting from so many people is just, you know, they know it's an alternate history. It didn't really happen. But rather than writing a dry nonfiction book about you know, what it would have taken for the Beatles to stay together, which I don't think would have been that much fun. What I've done is I've I've said, and this I think is key, John, Paul, George, and Ringo are four of the greatest characters uh, around. We know those four guys' personality as well as we know Captain Kirk or Hamlet, right? They're characters in, in their own right. So what I've done in Once There Was a Way, What If the Beatles Stayed Together, is to say John, Paul, George, and Ringo are characters, and I'm writing the new adventures of the Beatles. So you get a chance to experience the world that might have been had the Beatles stayed together. And whereas the Kennedy book was a kind of a riveting, sometimes scary, and certainly political thriller, the Beatles is a little bit more whimsical, and it's more fun for people because it doesn't tear them down. It just allows it, but it still gives them problems, but different problems than they had in our timeline when they were solo acts. And, and it's all very credible. The Beatles could have stayed together. Now, people will debate that, but they could have, and in this book, they do. You are going to appear at the IUFOC and the topic you offered, and I want to know more about this because we can explore this <laughs> yeah. for a while, fear and loathing on the trail of the saucers. Sometimes I think when things get a little bit sideways in the Paracast forums, you think about some fear and loathing. But yeah. why are you using that term? I'll tell you why. I have been doing this for a while now. I wrote my first uh, UFO movie for the Sci-Fi Channel. It was their first original film they ever made. It was called Official Denial, and that was 25 years ago. So I've been reflecting on the fact that I've had quite a journey. Not only did I do that, but I did the Dark Skies TV series for NBC. I worked for Spielberg on Taken, and uh, I've got several projects in development, and I wrote that book with Dolan. So I've, I've met most of the players. I've read a lot. Uh, I'm not the world's greatest expert. I'm sure you guys know more than I do, but I know a lot compared to most people. 
And I think the problem that I've encountered over those 25 years is that I'm relatively sure to a high degree of certainty that at least some of those things flying around in our skies are uh, from someplace that isn't here and they're made by somebody that isn't us, at least some of them. So I know there's an underlying reality to uh, the UFO situation that we find ourselves in. But having said that, I still repeatedly am taken aback at the high degree of nonsense that has pervaded the ufological movement. It makes it more and more difficult to reach out across the divide to people who don't know, really know anything about UFOs and really don't think about it. And even the skeptics who laugh about it, it's harder to reach across the divide when we have done such a poor job of presenting ourselves. So I think Fear and Loathing for me is, of course, a reference to Hunter Thompson's two books, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, and then Fear and Loathing on the Campaign Trail, 1972. And I, I just thought Thompson sort of captures my feeling about this. It, there's just a lot to be skeptical about. And yet at the same time, if you're really saying that we are now 70 years past Roswell and we still don't have a national or international or global public discussion about this thing, then that means one thing only. It means that the people, the humans who do know what some version of the truth is, have chosen not to talk about it. And it means these visitors whoever they are, have agreed not to talk about it because both parties can end this secrecy immediately. Uh, humans could call a press conference. Uh, the Pope could show up, the president, the Chinese leader. Somebody could say something publicly, but they don't. Um, and also, the aliens could easily have landed on the White House lawn or in Central Park or wherever they wanted to and said, we're here, but they haven't. That means that there is a secret worthy of secrecy for 70 plus years. And that scares me a little bit. So I think that justifies the fear and the loathing. There's something going on. We know that for a fact, but people who know about what's going on choose not to speak about it. That makes me nervous. This makes a really good segue into the whole TTSA thing. Like how did a basic unknown then in the film industry, like DeLong manage to slip his project under the radar of experienced industry people like like when did you see it coming and what are some of your thoughts on that well i i don't know tom delong i think he's an interesting fellow and he you know i think he seems sincere in all the times i've seen him talk and i i enjoy hearing from him um i actually part of what i would like to say and i don't need to get into all the details but i was kind of a tom delong before tom delong in one minor way which was He's taken the position somehow that the truth in order to be gotten out entirely needs to come out under the cover of fiction a little bit. And I, I'm a little skeptical of that if, if you're really trying for disclosure. But that is exactly what uh, Brent Friedman and I did with Dark Skies, the NBC television series in the 90s. We literally had a source who wrote us a letter and said, you can't just tell the truth. That will get people killed. You have to tell use the cover of fiction to tell the truth. And – so I've given a lot of thought and, and had some experiences along those areas that make me believe that it's quite possible that Tom DeLong has been talked to by various people. Those various people might be telling the truth or they might be just doing the biggest con job of this decade on Tom DeLong. I think the jury is still out a little bit for me on that. I want to believe that he's completely sincere, but 
at the same time, it would be possible to believe that Tom DeLonge is completely sincere and also not in uh, charge of the facts. So I approve of the idea that he's working diligently with some real people to get the, the word out. But I question whether he needs to make a TV series that's fictional or a movie or a book that's fictional to get it out. I'm not making any apologies. I'm not out to solve the problem by myself. I'm not making any claims. I'm just trying to make movies and TV series. I think that's the pure motive that you should have for making TV and series. I, I just don't know that that's how, if I really knew something, that I would choose to be that backward about it. I think Tom DeLong, if he knows something, uh, he needs to get out from behind the, the, the curtain of fiction and go straight into the world of fact and tell us what the hell he knows in plain English and back it up and provide proof if he can. And so uh, this two-step that he's doing bothers me. Let's break it here because I want to bring something yeah. up to you about a recent episode of the Paracast that might intrigue you. We have Bryce Abel looking into what's going on in the UFO field. Our guest co-host is Jay Randall Murphy. You're in the Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there is the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. We all have heard about the benefits of fish oils, but what about the presence of heavy metals, PCBs, dioxins, furans, and other contaminants found in fatty tissues of fish? GCNteam.com recognizes this risk and offers IFOS certified tested omega-3 fatty acids. EPA, DHA, insist on IFOS omega-3 fatty acid certification. Get the best at GCNteam.com or call 877-878-4203. It's a no-brainer. A Big Berkey water filter is the one you need, period. You need a water filter that removes chlorine, fluoride, pharmaceuticals, BPA, and other endocrine disruptors, pesticides, bacteria, viruses, and much more, right? And does it all at only two cents per gallon. Get the original and most trusted name in gravity water filtration, Big Berkey. And now GCN listeners receive 5% off ceramic filter systems using code GCN. Call or click 1-877-99-BERKEY or BigBerkeyWaterFilters.com. That's 1-877-99-BERKEY.
Anytime, any place, anywhere. Radio remains the most intimate of all forms of media. At home, at work, in the car, on smartphones. Over 90% of consumers still listen to radio every week. That makes choosing radio as a place to advertise your business one of the best decisions you can make. Email advertise at GCNlive.com and partner up with an experienced GCN representative. Advertise at GCNlive.com. Easy, affordable, effective. People search the internet for everything, including you. With a few clicks, information from your past can be quickly discovered. From business deals gone wrong, to misleading reviews, negative articles, and unflattering images. Studies show 78% of people search for someone online before doing business with them. Will they find the real you? With ReputationDefender.com, you can establish a positive internet presence. ReputationDefender.com pioneered the field with over a decade of experience, serving thousands of successful individuals and businesses. We use patented, award-winning systems to boost positive content and suppress negative material. Don't let the internet define you. Take control of your reputation today with ReputationDefender.com. For your quick, free reputation analysis, call 800-831-0771. That's 800-831-0771, 800-831-0771, or visit reputationdefender.com. This is Dan Pillard. Do you owe the IRS money you can't pay? Are tax debts crippling you? I've defended people from the IRS for over 30 years. I've helped thousands, and I can help you too. I wrote the book on IRS settlement, and I'm telling you, there's no such thing as a hopeless case. Call 800-34-NO-TAX to finally get free of IRS debt. With the IRS's new programs, there's never been a better time to solve your problem. Call 800-34-NO-TAX. That's 800-34-NO-TAX or my website, danpilla.com. This is Leslie Kane, and I'm with the Coalition for Freedom of Information, and you are listening to the Paracast. Okay, Bryce Sable, we had on a guest couple of weeks back by the name of Walter Bosley, who's a semi-regular on the PowerCast. He has a background in intelligence. He's also a former FBI agent. And he was considering mostly here Luis Elizondo, the guy from the right. Pentagon who was working on this UFO project for the government. And he said here he thinks that Elizondo is probably still working for the government, probably as a contractor, and that what they're doing here with Tom DeLong and all these people is a case of perception management. And I think the meaning of that is pretty well implicit. Adjusting the public's views on the subject. As you say, mixing it with fiction would be another way of looking at that. I don't think our public views need to be adjusted anymore, to be honest with you. I, that may be what they're doing, but I don't, I think it's, it's a step that they, they, we've moved beyond. Uh, so many people know that UFOs are real. So many people have, we've, we've had so many things happen to us in recent history that are just so outrageous and, and, uh, you know, never before happened and we could handle it, I think. And, and we need to handle it whether we, whether we can or we can't, we still deserve to know the truth. So this two step, I don't know. And, and whether, um, uh, Elizondo is, uh, you know, on their payroll or not on their payroll, it sounds to me like the case that he's reporting is the truth. 
So if that's the truth, I applaud him for being forthright and getting it out. I'm, I'm, I'm happy about that. I'm just really, look, I don't want to look like I'm saying, well, just let us professional entertainers <laughs> entertain you. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying it mixes Tom DeLonge's message. If, if you're talking about needing to do entertainment to prepare people for the truth. People have been saying that for years. They asked every UFO TV series or feature, you know, is the government trying to use you to, to get the truth out? I don't think that's the case. And I don't think it needs to be the case. People in Hollywood make movies and television shows and video games about UFOs because they're interesting. They provide conflict and people buy them. That's why they do it. When we try to merge the true facts into that and say, we need to do that to get the truth out, then we're on shakier ground. I say it's 2018 people. And if you know something for a fact, come out and say it, lay it out on the table for all of us to understand what you're saying and don't hide behind anything. Just tell what you know. Well said at the same time though, here's, I find it really interesting that you did say that you were approached by some sort of an insider. I was. And DeLong, DeLong is making the same sort of claim. And I would imagine then that you two can't be the only ones. Uh, I don't know if you're aware of anyone else in the industry who has been approached. But uh, do, do you have any way of connecting these dots behind the scene as to like just who these people are? I would love to meet Tom DeLong sometime. I hope someday that happens and we get a couple hours to talk. Because in answer to your question, I don't know of anyone else who's had an experience like Tom DeLong says he's had and that I had with uh, Brent Friedman back in the uh, late 90s. So uh, I would like to try to connect those dots to see if there are similarities to it because I've been haunted by the uh, experience that Brent and I had because I'd like to know whether it was the truth or whether it was elaborate disinformation. Either way, it's a little disturbing because if somebody is approaching you with a, a giant story like uh, was laid out on us and obviously Tom DeLong, then you would like to know who they are, why they're doing it. But if it's the truth, that's one thing. If it's disinformation, you still have to ask yourself Who's paying for this disinformation and what do they get out of it? Why, if it's disinformation, did Brent and I get approached by some really official looking kind of scary intelligence type guys to lay out a whole story on us? If it was just disinformation, what was the point? Who hired these actors to come talk to us that way? Who wrote their script? Who prepared them? These are questions I have. And and obviously, Tom DeLong has had a longer reach of that. He's had more, apparently, of those. And, and he's, in fact, acted on them to actively seek out other people. Uh, the, the approach that happened to Brent and I was so ultimately bizarre that I chose not to follow up on it because also I was in the middle of actually producing a network television series. And I didn't have time to become a UFO researcher. I only barely had time to write the scripts and get them produced. But I, I do have questions. And I, I think it's a, it's a good question you ask. And if you ever hear of other people who claim it, I'd like to know about them. I personally have not heard of anybody but Tom DeLong and myself and Brent who went through that. Well, then we have like, uh, wasn't it Chuck Barris or something who said he was in this in the CIA? Right. And yeah, so there's, there's but there wasn't to... a connection to UFOs or anything, and I don't think there's any. That's Chuck Barris telling his own personal story that makes him the star of it. I don't think it's the same. Tom DeLong and Brent and I 
were approached, I believe Tom was approached, maybe he approached them. I, so I actually, I'm, I'm not positive how that went down, but Brent and I were approached by people who basically, I mean, I, I'll give you the 30 second version, but when the dark skies uh, party was put on for the, the cast and crew on the night that the show aired, we had a party with 200 people at my house and, um, uh, one guy showed up there who I didn't know who he was, uh, and he claimed he was from people who were very interested in what we were doing. And he told us, we think you've done a really good job, and you're getting most of it right, but not all of it. We want to help you. Well, Brent and I were like, what? You come to our party and you want to help us? What's this all about? And the guy said, look, uh, I'd like to have my bosses come and meet with you guys. Brent set that up. I, w- I wasn't aware of it till it happened that day. And uh, a couple of guys who looked very fit, very military, very, very serious dudes uh, came to the Dark Skies office and talked to Brent and I for about two or three hours, laying out what they said was the truth of the whole thing. And and uh, to conclude with why I didn't follow it up, and it sounds ridiculous, but in many things in ufology do sound ridiculous, and yet you have to give them credibility because you experience them. So these two guys said, okay, you've passed our test, but now we want you to meet somebody in Long Beach. Uh, They said they were naval intelligence, and this guy was on a ship in Long Beach, and they wanted to meet us. And I I was sort of up for that, although a little nervous, actually, because I have three kids, and I don't want them to be without a father at that time, you know, and I'm thinking this is a little weird. And then they said, the catcher, they said, uh, You'll meet this guy at midnight in, and then they gave me the location of a cemetery. And I just pushed back from the table at that point and said, okay, this meeting's done. I'm not meeting anybody at midnight in a cemetery. It sounds like you were part (laughs) of an episode of the X-Files. It sounds like it. I mean, I, you know, I, I will tell you, Brent and I were authentically shaken by this event uh, because again, it always comes down to either they're telling the truth, which is really frightening and weird and shakes me up, or they're not telling the truth, which is equally scary because it means somebody who has some resources of money and intelligence has decided that we're worthy of being pulled into their giant con. And you know, both are not good options if you're just trying to get through life and not get hurt. I'm Did still trying any, to uh, get my head around what they were hoping to accomplish in terms of you producing the show, were you meant to convey something in there that presents a truth about what's really going on? Yeah. Yeah. That's what they said. Um, uh, Their take was, you have to understand the premise of dark skies took place in the 1960s. And the idea was that if Roswell was a true event, then 15 years later is Kennedy's in office and all that. Uh, and the fact that people don't know about UFOs means that somehow the investigation in that Roswell crash had gone deeply underground and that, and that the history, you know, of the sixties was only part of the truth because there was this whole underground history. So that was our, our premise. And, um, so what these guys were alleging was that part's right. You know, you are completely right that many historical events that we know in one direction actually happened slightly differently, or you've only got part of the story because the larger story was the alien contact 
portion of it. So, for example, the pilot of Dark Skies uh, has John Kennedy being assassinated because he was going to tell the truth about UFOs in his second term. They acted like that was true. They acted like, well, you got that one right. But here's the weird thing. I, there was no big internet at that point, and nobody was talking about John Kennedy being killed because of UFOs. That came up because Brent and I just made it up. We just freaking made it up. We said, let's take the two biggest conspiracies of our time, put them in an atom collider, and see what will happen. And Before that, that collider yeah. collides, we've got to do this break. Oh, great. With Gene, Randall, and Bryce, you're in. The Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a -a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors. Classic science fiction at its best. Available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R O C K O I D S.com. Fully cooked, ready to eat bacon. I'm talking thick, meaty, center cut presidential bacon. Savory and delicious. I buy some, I use some, I store some. Awesome. No refrigeration needed with a 10-year shelf life. NASA pack technology. Bacon. Fully cooked, fully hydrated, ready to eat right from the pack bacon. Or warm and served. Life-saving, ready to eat bacon. 10-year shelf life bacon. Ships free at FullyCookedBacon.com. FullyCookedBacon.com. Water is the single most important thing your body needs, so you want to be sure it's the best for you and your family. Since 2005, thousands have depended on Berkey Purified Water. The Berkey Guy provides the lowest priced filtration systems in every size. For incredibly delicious water now and in an emergency, get to GoBerkey.com or call 877-886-3653. 877-886-3653. GoBerkey.com. Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. All right. The ultimate conspiracy theory, these people that Bryce Abel and his partner encountered with dark skies. Whoa. Yeah. Well, we can also have another thing. What if it lasted a second season? And these, whoever they were, these agents or whoever, helped you make it to that second season. I'm not so sure that I was up for that because they would have had to really, really prove who they were. And then then I would have been thinking, 
what am I doing? I, I don't know. It's just, I, I don't know. That's a speculative thing. I'm not really sure what we would have done. I know our plan for the second season was to move ahead chronologically and have Bobby Kennedy, who was a main character in the series, heavily involved before he gets assassinated in 68. And then we are going to wrap Watergate into the UFO situation and, and all of those things. But we were thinking mostly about story at that time. And uh, as, as I said, these guys... Well, let me just give you one specific example. Uh, they basically, as I said, thought, well, you you got the Kennedy thing right, and you got a bunch of other things right, and you got the idea that the 60s uh, were a time of turbulence, partly because of keeping this secret, etc. So they were happy to say that. Now, what they picked on us about was we had come up with something called the uh, ganglion that was a sort of a alien creature that nested in your brain and took over your body. Okay. And we did that mostly to sort of add the horror aspect to it. We hadn't seen it in the literature and we hadn't heard anybody tell us that's what was going on. We just did it because it was more visceral than saying having a computer chip inserted in somebody's brain. We thought that was more interesting. And they pointed that out. They were like, well, that's, you know, that's not the way it really happens. But they were so dismissive. I can't tell you how weird it was to have people debating what was on the screen in our TV series from this point of view where they could be arrogant and cocky about it, you know, and, and just like, listen, you guys need our help. Cause you know, the, the, those ganglions, that's not how it happens and blah, blah, blah. And so it was very strange. I, I can't deny that it was very strange. And if Tom DeLonge somehow fell into that kind of thing, but passed their test, say Tom DeLonge went to the cemetery at midnight, he might've passed their test and they might've brought him into the, chain and he may, may have met other people which is why i'd love to meet him someday and hear what his thoughts are okay did these men that you were in touch with wear black suits no no they were very lean and military lean as how i'd put it they looked like they were in their 30s they were clearly ex-military or current military i mean they they knew the lingo they they had that vibe they were no nonsense guys and they uh they just sort of brought it in their attitude and they and they they basically said as much. Uh, one of the things that they said that we got very right uh, is that we had said from the beginning that the cover up was not centered in the Air Force, but was centered in naval intelligence. Uh, our main character on Majestic Twelve was Frank Bach, who was a naval intelligence guy, and they said that was it that they were naval intelligence, and that the guy they wanted us to meet was naval intelligence. So he wasn't Agent Gibbs. <laughs> no. I mean, listen, the whole thing sounds crazy. It's been a number of years. I've forgotten more of the details than I remember. Um, but interestingly enough, because you mentioned that I'll be speaking at the IUFOC in Phoenix, uh, I'm, I'm literally speaking on Valentine's Day, which is the first day of the conference. My wife isn't thrilled that I'm spending Valentine's Day talking UFOs to 2,000 of my closest friends, but that's that's the breaks. Um but one of the things that I'm doing in preparation of that for this speech uh, that I'm giving called Fear and Loathing on the Trail of the Saucers is I'm meeting with uh, my former Dark Skies partner, Brent Friedman, this weekend. And he and I are going to uh, go through that uh, event that happened to us piece by piece, memory by memory. And I'm going to write it all down this time. And I'm going to try to remember all the details with Brent on the theory that we can uh, – push each other to try to remember the smaller details of the whole thing. And I, and I'm, I'm going to really for the first time, try to tell the details of that story. I've just told you at the, uh, IUFOC conference. 
That's perfect, because I was going to ask you if you'd had a transcriptionist or recorded the conversation you had. They would never have allowed that. This all happened back in what, the late 80s, early 90s? No, it happened in uh, Dark Skies went on the air uh, September of uh, two, uh, 1996. That was the night that we met this guy when he crashed our party, you know, and then within a week or so, we had met these other two guys. So this would be like October of 1996 when it it happened. Okay, that's kind of interesting because you know how you were saying, well, the uh, sort of collision of conspiracies and yeah. so on with uh, Kennedy and the UFOs and stuff. It's interesting to see how that kind of percolated up through maybe the collective public consciousness because – Back in the late 80s, early 90s, I was in a, a local grunge thing here called uh, Nine Days and wrote a song called Who Really Killed John Kennedy. Yeah. And, it, and in that song, it was exactly that conspiracy along with John Lennon and Marilyn Monroe. And around that time, I started seeing other people then within weeks, months, just the, the thing just started to percolate. And I, I don't know where it actually began if... You know, I kind of came up with it at the same time as other people, but it was really interesting to see. And I absolutely love Dark Skies. That, that was well, fabulous. Th thank you. But, you know, just to pursue that, I, I I can't tell you that, you know, what your own timeline was or or whatever. I can only tell you that when Brent and I were writing Dark Skies in 1994 and 1995, we had never, ever, ever heard anybody talk about JFK and UFOs. Uh, we couldn't find anything on it. We never saw anything about it. We literally did it because we thought it was the greatest collision of conspiracies. But if you go on the internet right now and you ask uh you know, if you Google JFK and UFOs, you get hundreds of articles and mentions about it. So it, I think you're right. Wherever it first came from, however it first got out into the open, it has been embraced in uh, ufological and conspiracy circles ever since. And the question has always got to be which came first, the chicken or the egg? I mean, was it in the air because it really happened? Or did uh, some – I mean, I, I would say – the Dark Skies pilot is the greatest uh, uh, attempt to put that in the public sphere because obviously we were seen by uh, many, many, many millions of people that night. And uh, the entire pilot was about JFK and UFOs. Um, so uh, somehow it's gotten out there, whether it was because some crazy guy like me put it on a TV series or whether it was because it was in your song or whether it was well, whatever – there it yeah. is. It's like a whole bunch of people kind of hit on this sort of idea that there's something something going on there. And I think it was really interesting. And so naturally, like when I, I'm watching this show and I'm going, I, I could have, why, why, you know, wasn't I working with this guy? Because yeah. this is, you know, it's fat. <laughs> I mean, it's a fascinating problem. I mean, it's very, but you know, I would say this, uh, guys, that very issue that we're talking about chicken and egg on JFK and UFOs. Where, where did it come from? I mean, that's part of the problem of studying the UFO situation we have now. Um, it's why I like original cases, uh, that go way back better because they're less influenced by the, the, the feelings we have now. I'll give you an example. One of the films that we're working on right now is captured and it's based on the book captured by, Stanton Friedman and Kathy Marden, and it's about uh, the Betty and Barney Hill case. I love the Betty and Barney Hill case. I wrote about it in Dark Skies, low those many years ago, and now I'm trying to make it as a major film uh, because 
Betty and Barney are the first. I mean, you could argue whether they're the first, but they're certainly the first publicized UFO abduction that anybody had ever heard of. And what and and what's great about Betty and Barney is they had every reason in the world not to want people to think that they thought they were abducted by aliens. They were an interracial couple, and the last thing they needed was more people looking at them critically. So uh, it's a it's a terrific case. That's why I like that. Now you talk about an abduction, and you could. You could stand on the street corner and say, I've been abducted by aliens, and three people would come up to you and say, yeah, man, me too. Uh, (laughs) I remember, by the way, I wish I had the recording. It's got to be somewhere. When I interviewed Betty Hill back in the 70s, it's out there somewhere. If I have the tape somewhere, I might try to do something. It just sort of came to my mind. We've got more to come. We're doing all the fear and loathing bit here with Bryce Abel, with Gene Randall and Bryce, you're in the Paracast. Neighbors, we've made such a deal with HelloFresh, and it means that everyone listening to this show can receive $30 off your first week of deliveries when you go to HelloFresh.com and use the offer code PARACAST30. You know, with HelloFresh, you can choose the delivery day that works best for you. They've got a wide variety of chef-curated recipes that change weekly. And can you imagine me cooking Japanese panko chicken? It makes me feel like I'm a chef. It means also that you could actually get your meal cooked in 30 minutes. For busy people, this is perfect. The simple recipes... Include step-by-step instructions so even I can figure it out. Go to HelloFresh.com, use the offer code PARACAST30 to get $30 off your first week of deliveries. HelloFresh.com Hello, my name is Marjorie Wildcraft. I'm the founder of The Grow Network, which is an online community of people who produce their own food and medicine. We are really into backyard self-reliance. If you want this lifestyle, I suggest your first step be to learn some basic home medicine. Just the other day, my 18-year-old son came to me and said, Mama, I got a sore throat. Can you fix me up? And I said, Sure, Ryan. And in about 24 hours, he was better. The best home medicine for you to start out with is garlic. It's an amazing natural antibiotic, and I can show you how to use garlic to handle ear infections, sore throats, colds, and flus. As a way for you to get to know a little bit more about me and the Grow Network, I've written up an easy introduction on how to use garlic. It's at gcnwellness.com. Now, the station manager told me that I needed to say the URL at least twice, even though it feels kind of weird. But if you're interested in backyard self-reliance, you are one of us. Go to www.gcnwellness.com and let's connect up. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. I'm here to tell you about GCNTelecare.com, a team of board-certified doctors assisting you 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. Within 15 minutes of registration, care your family can afford. Revolutionizing the healthcare industry, virtual consulting, providing diagnosis of non-emergency medical issues by phone or secure video on computer or smart mobile devices. GCNTelecare.com. Virtual care anywhere. 
Hey guys, pardon the advertising interruption to your radio program. Do yourself a favor and please listen carefully. If you have tried or wanted to try Viagra or other male prescriptions in the last few years, you need to hear about Noxitril, the super pill that will transform your sex life forever. You see, Noxitril has been formulated and developed in U.S. FDA labs, and it's the real deal. Noxitril works, period. Strong results that increase blood flow fast. And best of all, there are no side effects like prescription meds. After years of research, the developers of Noxitril got it right. This remarkable pill is off the charts. Right now, we encourage you to take advantage of our incredible free bottle offer. So what are you waiting for? Noxitril. It's that good. Call now and find out how to get a free bottle of Noxitril while supplies last. Call 1-800-993-2380. That's 800-993-2380. Free bottles for a limited time, so call now. 800-993-2380. 800-993-2380. This is Dan Pilla. Do you owe the IRS money you can't pay? Are tax debts crippling you? I've defended people from the IRS for over 30 years. I've helped thousands, and I can help you too. I wrote the book on IRS settlement, and I'm telling you, there's no such thing as a hopeless case. Call 800-34-NO-TAX to finally get free of IRS debt. With the IRS's new programs, there's never been a better time to solve your problem. Call 800-34-NO-TAX. That's 800-34-NO-TAX or my website, danpilla.com. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. Okay, let's continue here, but I want to ask you these three men in khaki as opposed to dark suits, whatever they wore. Yeah, yeah. Okay, three men in khaki mystery. The M-I-K, whatever it is. Okay, seriously. Men in khakis. Yeah. The men in khakis. Did you have any subsequent meetings with them after this initial encounter? Uh, We did not, and that's on me. Brent, I think, might have gone for it. I just felt that these are people I don't know. They have not presented me what I would call proof of the things that they were saying. And for them to say, I should meet anybody at midnight in a cemetery sounded to me like a cult initiation as much as anything. And I think that may be what it was. It may very well be, I don't know, that this secret is so profound and so crazy that in order to get told what it is, you have to demonstrate that you're one of them, that you're crazy enough to meet them in a graveyard at midnight and put your life in their hands. You know, I had three young kids at the time. I was not prepared to do that. And so, no, uh, we did not follow up. There's a a specific detail about that, though, that goes beyond the follow-up. And I I honestly can't lay it on you right now because I'm meeting with Brent about it. When he lays it on me, I'm going to be putting that out as well at the uh, IUFOC. And I'd be happy to come back on and tell you about it if it it strikes your fancy. It's not what I would call we followed up, but there's kind of a button to the story that I want to confirm is true. And I'm working on that now. Maybe they were would-be producers who tried to direct the show. They were not. I mean, <laughs> I will tell you one thing. I was a CNN correspondent before this this uh, other life I have now as a writer and a producer. Okay, so you were yeah. in the center of fake news. <laughs> I never did any fake news, and I don't think they're fake. You know, I disagree with the, the president on this fake news thing he's on. But, but I will say, 
I did develop by working at CNN and also as a reporter. I was an investigative reporter for uh, PBS, and I worked at a number of places. And I've met many, many thousands of people in news, usually on either the best day of their lives or the worst day of their lives because it's news, not fake news, but real news. And I have developed a pretty good uh, detector for being lied to or misrepresented or if people are trying to con me in any way uh, because I the some of the best have conned me or tried to con me uh, uh, these guys were either authentic or they were trained to be very authentic these were not two guys might have been three you said three I always I was telling the story as two and now I've got three in my head which goes to show you what the human memory is. I'm going to have to talk to Brent about that as well, I guess. But I think it was two. But the demeanor was clearly real. So they were either real or they were trained to appear real. There was no hesitation. There was no acting in it. It was just authenticity is all, is all I could say. I, I was a little chilled to be in the middle of it because obviously – we all want to know what the real truth is. And I was, I was sort of like, well, get to the point, like, you know, tell me what exactly is going on. But then at the same time I had a television series to produce and whether they, I didn't have time to spend with them beyond that. I, you've got extensive industry experience and you've had some weird, weird things happen. So I absolutely have to ask you this. It's something that I experienced when I was in my, uh, younger in the seventies. You might remember the show In Search Of. Oh, yeah. Now, now this was with Nimoy, and I love this show. And everybody knows Nimoy. Star Trek was like my favorite television show. So I'm watching In Search Of, and it was the UFO episode. And this is okay. in, in the days when it was being broadcast. So it was coming over the air. Towards the end of the show, all of a sudden, it cut to Nimoy saying, we're interrupting this show to bring you a clip of a real UFO in an archaeological dig, and we're going to, this is totally off the script wow. of the show, and all of a sudden they cut to this scene, black and white, perfectly clear film of a large dig. I don't mean just a small one, like large, like you could put machines and stuff down to the, into this. People were sort of off in the distance, and you could see all the places where they were digging, and this uh, faceted, perfectly clear, disc-shaped craft came floating up over the embankment and down in and around these people. And they were looking on like, what the heck is that? And I'm looking at this and I'm going, this is fabulous. Like I've never seen anything like this. And then all of a sudden static. And that was it until the end of the show, uh, at least 10 minutes or so of it. And I have never been able to find anyone else who's seen that I don't even know how it's possible to do that. And if it's possible, how, how would that even happen? How could that happen? And you witnessed it and you're, you're willing to say this happened. So I, I would go on record. I'd swear an David, I'll never forget this thing. And, and yet I don't know anyone else who's seen it, but I mean, even if it was possible, I mean, what would they do? Hijack a, a transmitting station and. Jay, I, I think what you've hit upon here is uh, an example of why this has been such a vexing topic for people. It's no surprise to your your listeners or to you guys, but the phrase is extreme strangeness. And there there is that element of this. So, for example, it, it is entirely possible as a speculative theory that what you saw actually is what you saw and that it actually happened that way. But 
it is possible that we're encountering a form of phenomenon where it only happened to you. Or there's an interactivity sometimes between the observer and the observed. We know this from physics right now. The the mere act of watching something changes its behavior. Here's what I think about this whole phenomenon and why I'm eager to see some growing form of disclosure happen. And there's a phrase that's attributed to a physicist. There's three people it's been attributed to, so I won't even try to attribute it. But the quote is, the universe is not only stranger than we imagine, it is stranger than we can imagine. Uh, The truth of the matter is, when we finally, and hopefully it'll be in our lifetimes, but certainly in the next generation's lifetime, when we finally get a handle on what seems to be the reality behind this phenomenon, that it's going to blow our minds. It's not going to be exactly what you think it is. It's not going to be as simple as nuts and bolts. Uh, I don't think it's going to turn out that millions of people have been abducted. I think it's going to be turn, turn out to be something even stranger than that. And I say, bring it on. I'm not going to tell you how old I am, but I'm old enough right now. I don't want to wait any longer. I want this to be discussed. And I want the people who know what they know to come forward. So if there are other people with stories like yours, Jay, I want them to start putting them out there. I want people who investigate things to stop laughing about it. I want to applaud uh, uh, journalism like what was in the New York Times, because it's about time that we start talking honestly about this. And that's, I guess, one reason, Gene, why I'm not happy with President Trump's ongoing attempt to try to discredit our news. I mean, let's reform it. Let's make it better, of course. But to try to act like everything is a fake story is not going to help us when we're trying to decide, are we being visited? And there are three questions. Who are they? What do they want? And are we safe? These are important questions for us to be asking right now. It should require the brain power of the entire human race put on it right now to try to figure it out. And I'm tired of somebody who puts impediments in front of that. So I'm not a fan of President Trump for for, for several reasons. But that one it really bothers me. We've got more to come with Gene Randall and Bryce. You're in the Paracast. <laughs> Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Hawaii was a wake-up call. Don't be caught without a disaster shelter. Atlas makes an all-disaster shelter that will protect your family from fallout, tornadoes, and hurricanes for only $99.99. That also includes the NBC air filtration system, solid steel construction with an airtight bulletproof door. That's right. For $99.99 and up, call 1-855-4-BUNKER or go to IWantThatShelter.com. Atlas Survival Shelters, the world leader in fallout shelters. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. I'm here to tell you about GCNTelecare.com, a team of board-certified doctors assisting you 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 365 days a year. Within 15 minutes of registration, care your family can afford. Revolutionizing the healthcare industry, virtual consulting, providing diagnosis of non-emergency medical issues by phone or secure video on computer or smart mobile devices. GCNTelecare.com, virtual care anywhere. 
Do you have difficulty taking supplements? Are you searching for a high-quality, complete nutritional drink that your whole family will love? Nutramedical's Life Support has arrived. All of your daily nutritional requirements in one quick, delicious drink. Dr. Bill Deagle's Life Support is a proprietary blend of vegan protein, activated vitamins, essential minerals, amino acids, probiotics, green tea, digestive enzymes, anti-inflammatories, cancer prevention, detoxification, and much more. Your body will high-five you for this one. Life Support is the best complete nutritious meal replacement on the market. Whether you are an elite athlete, have post-operative challenges, chronic illness, elderly, or a family that just wants a quick, delicious drink, try Dr. Bill Deagle's Life Support for optimized nutrition in one great-tasting smoothie. Just add cold water, almond milk, fruit, or anything else you like. Nutramedical's Life Support. Try our great-tasting chocolate or vanilla today. Call 888-212-8871 or visit us online at Nutramedical.com. Nutramedical.com for the whole family. People search the internet for everything, including you. With a few clicks, information from your past can be quickly discovered. From business deals gone wrong to misleading reviews, negative articles, and unflattering images. Studies show 78% of people search for someone online before doing business with them. Will they find the real you? With ReputationDefender.com, you can establish a positive internet presence. ReputationDefender.com pioneered the field with over a decade of experience, serving thousands of successful individuals and businesses. We use patented, award-winning systems to boost positive content and suppress negative material. Don't let the internet define you. Take control of your reputation today with ReputationDefender.com. For your quick, free reputation analysis, call 800-831-0771. That's 800-831-0771, 800-831-0771, or visit reputationdefender.com. Warning, if you're drowning in debt you can't afford, do not let the credit card companies trick you into thinking that you have to pay it all back, because you don't. What the credit card companies don't want you to know is that there's actually a way to get debt-free without paying off your entire debt or going bankrupt. If you have $5,000 or more in credit card debt, you now have the right to let us settle that debt for a fraction of what you owe. For free information, call Credit Associates now. 1-800-959-5759. We'll even show you how much money you could save. If you can't afford to pay off all your debt, do not let the credit card companies trick you into thinking that you have to. Call Credit Associates now for free information on how to get debt-free faster than you ever thought possible without debt consolidation or bankruptcy. We depend on your success and offer a guarantee, so there's no risk. For free information, call now. 1-800-959-5759. That's 1-800-959-5759. This is Jacques Vallée. You're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. Okay, I was looking this up, Jay Randall Murphy, about remembering this thing on TV. Have you heard of the Mandela effect? You just actually pulled that, uh, like you read my mind. Yeah, we've been talking about that on the forum. That's really interesting. And it maybe has something to do with that. I don't know. You've been trying to get me off the nuts and bolts uh, interstellar hypothesis. And and that one just hit me. And it was kind of a... An, 
intellectual zing that was i thought i thought you'd be kind of happy with me there, but i haven't heard too much well it's it's the it's your you guys are now <laughs> deeply going into uh parallel universe alternative realities which uh, by the way just to circle back to where we started that's why i always tell people to look at my uh breakpoint series the kennedy book and the beatles book they're presented straightforward as if they're just a history book but in fact you if what we are beginning to understand uh, about physics from some of our top scientists in the field is true, then those ideas I came up with maybe happened some other place. And so did trillions of other Earths that are out there. That's what I'm trying to say. Something very odd has been going on for a while. It's not the simple explanation, in my view. It's the nuanced, complicated, weird one. If there's a positive reason why people would keep the truth from us as opposed to a negative reason, the only positive reason would be they've been trying for years to get a handle on it and they don't quite have a handle on it. And to simply announce to people that there's a reality to this, but we don't know what it is and we can't stop these craft from flying around our skies is not a confidence builder. Uh, that's certainly one of the things that Dolan and I were talking about in AD after disclosure that uh, you, you, we don't know the answers. We just don't know. Well, right. the question I, think- I have here, which is something where we're looking into possibilities of disclosure, what does the government really know? Or is it a matter of we've got something weird going on there and we have no idea what it is. We don't know if it's friendly. We don't know if it's hostile. And that would be another reason. To yeah. keep it a secret, you don't I mean, want to admit that you're stumped. No, I, it's the only reason that I would uh, put up with. But I, I, here's the other thing I would say, though. That may have been true at one point, and it might even still be true, but that's no excuse for us not to be having an open discussion about it now. I, I think probably after Roswell happened, uh, they, they certainly put in certain containment slash disinformation uh, ideas. In order to get a, buy themselves some time, which I think is probably a good national security plan at that time. But we'd just gotten through World War II and the Nazis and all that stuff, and people were just freaked out. And this was pretty freakish, too. So I think they wanted to they, – they were still in the World War II fight the Nazi mold, and they tried to keep it to themselves while they studied it. And I bet that the architects of denial and ridicule – Uh, going back to the late 40s, I bet those people, if you'd asked them how long they thought they could get away with this, would probably have said about five years. I think that 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 probably would have been the horizon for how long before it was just going to be out there. And I bet the architects of denial and ridicule would be as surprised as anybody on the planet right now that their attempt at cloaking the, the information that they were gathering has been so successful. Because it has. It turned out that the best way to keep a secret is denial and ridicule, particularly if it has anything to do with UFOs or aliens or extraterrestrials or ultra dimensionals or anything. If you're getting into the weird weeds of science, denial and ridicule is the way to go. Now, I should point out to you, there's a book out there called Roswell in the 21st Century from Kevin Randall. Yeah. And we know Kevin has been following Roswell for over 30 years. And what he did was view the case as a cold case. And he's done this with other UFO sightings, particularly Saqqara, New Mexico. And he decided after going through all the evidence that a lot of the things we've accepted in Roswell are not correct. And particularly 
the possibility that alien bodies were seen. He said it just couldn't be verified. People said that, but he couldn't find the verification that it was a consistent story. And his feeling is something happened there, but we don't know what happened, and we may never know what happened. I I have to respectfully disagree with that. I I think Kevin is a very bright guy, and I I certainly understand where he's coming from on that. I sort of side with his uh, former partner, Don Schmidt. Uh, I have Don's uh, Witness to Roswell under option and Stanton Friedman's uh, Top Secret Magic uh, under option. And we're doing a movie. uh, We have the script uh, just finished called Unidentified, and it's the story of Stanton and uh, Don uh, and his partners over the years uh, racing to break the Roswell story. I go with with the mosaic theory. Schmidt, Randall, Friedman, all the Roswell researchers have collectively talked to about 600 witnesses. And while there isn't any single witness that sits down and says, this is what happened, and lays it out from start to finish, from top to bottom, they each lay out a piece of it. For their own piece, because remember, secrets are always compartmentalized. So you put these 600 pieces of the mosaic together, and I don't think there's any doubt that there was a crash of something that's I, – I, I hesitate to call it extraterrestrial because I don't know that's the origin. But certainly something that was non-earthly uh, happened. I believe that. I believe that the facts are that. And while I, again, think Kevin Randall, bright guy – I don't maintain his skepticism of that event today. I think it happened. Of course, if you go with this sort of mosaic theory as an analogy, then what you've got is a lot of little pieces. Some of them make up the noise and some of them make up the picture. And when you get far enough away, it does look like it adds up to something recognizable. But that can also be an interpretation because your mind kind of fills in the blanks and depending on how it fills in those blanks, it can change the shape of the picture. So there is a certain element of belief there. Absolutely. So I used to be a real sort of believer that that Roswell was kind of the smoking gun, and I'm less certain of that now, but I'm probably a little more certain than, say, Gene. Well, well, let me put it this way, though. Smoking gun, to me, means you've literally caught the criminal with the gun smoking in his hand, Okay. Roswell's not a smoking gun because nobody has come forward and said, here's the piece of the craft or here's the body or here are the photos or here are the anything. So it's not a smoking gun, even to me. I'm just saying I'm willing to believe that it was the thing that kickstarted the entire cover-up that's been going on for so long. By the way, the, the problem is just because there's a lot of noise doesn't mean there's not a signal. All right. Oh, absolutely. So, so, so the, the part of the problem we have, and this is, again, why I'm talking about fear and loathing on the trail of the saucers next month, is that it's so damn hard for us to get to disclosing to ourselves what really happened. I don't expect necessarily the government to do it. Maybe they will, but I expect us to do it for ourselves. And we've made it incrementally harder all the time by having lots of charlatans trying to palm off fake stories and and so forth. And it bothers me because it sets us back. Uh, and, And I wish there was a magic wand I could wave and get everybody to behave. That doesn't seem to be the case. So 
again, if you go back to the truth, which is during World War II, we did massive dis- disinformation. We trained a whole lot of people to be really good at it. That's how we invaded during D-Day. We had massive disinformation. We had giant departments devoted to it. So now, less than you know, three years later after D-Day, we have a crash of something that nobody knows exactly what it is, but it ain't us. What are you going to deploy against that? If you're the military, you're going to deploy the disinformation boys at it. And so that mosaic has a lot of pieces that are fake in it. And that's irritating. You can't just take everything everybody says at face value. In fact, you can't even take half of it at face value. But again, that's noise. I still think there's enough signal in the Roswell story that I buy it. I guess, Gene, you're saying you buy it as well. Is that what you're saying? I think something happened. I don't try to guess whether it was the crash of a spaceship, something experimental. I'm not going to make that leap without more evidence one way or the other. We have Bryce Abel, Gene Steinberg, Jay Randall Murphy. You're in the Paracast. You are listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there is the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. Anytime, any place, anywhere, radio remains the most intimate of all forms of media. At home, at work, in the car, on smartphones. Over 90% of consumers still listen to radio every week. That makes choosing radio as a place to advertise your business one of the best decisions you can make. Email advertise at GCNlive.com and partner up with an experienced GCN representative. Advertise at GCNlive.com. Easy, affordable, effective. Hunters, anglers, campers, and survivalists. Get back to nature. Expand your horizons with the highest quality, most versatile, unique slingshots and sling bows on the market at slingbow.com. Slingbow products are compact and models start from just $17.98. They're perfect for your bug out bag or storing in your vehicle. Give yourself and your loved ones the excitement and tradition of Slingbow, a new frontier in archery and truly modern twist on this primitive survival tool. Feel the thrill only at slingbow.com. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. I'm here to tell you about GCNTelecare.com, a team of board-certified doctors assisting you 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 365 days a year. Within 15 minutes of registration, care your family can afford. Revolutionizing the healthcare industry, virtual consulting, providing diagnosis of non-emergency medical issues by phone or secure video on computer or smart mobile devices. 
GCNTelecare.com. Virtual care anywhere. It's been said, any society is only three missed meals away from chaos. Those times may be near. Think about it. Our country faces multiple terrorist threats and aggressions from Russia and North Korea. Social unrest and violent marches yet again may lead to looting of stores and city shutdowns. And our crumbling infrastructure leaves our power grid vulnerable to long-term outages from a single cyber attack. When the chaos from any one of these threats arises, the government knows it can't provide during a widespread national emergency. That's why you need your own plan for self-reliance. That's where My Patriot Supply comes in. Get a four-week survival food supply for only $99. That includes breakfast, lunches, and dinners. Order online at preparewithgcn.com. $99 for four weeks of survival food that tastes like homemade cooking and lasts up to 25 years from My Patriot Supply. Get your kits today at preparewithgcn.com. Free shipping is included. Preparewithgcn.com. Looking for that edge during those intimate moments? We see many ads for enhancement, but the side effects include death. At GCN Team, we should change the Healthy Body Brain and Heart Pack to the Healthy Libido Pack. The brain and heart are not the only organs that require a healthy vascular system. For proper blood flow at the right moment, go to GCNTeam.com or call 877-878-4203. That's 877-878-4203. That's 877-878-4203. This is Robert Hastings, author of UFOs and Nukes, and you're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. Neighbors, I have an announcement on next week's episode of the Paracast. We're going to have two guests. One is David Halpern, an old friend of mine who has done a lot of studies of UFOs in antiquity, and he's a biblical scholar. So he's a real expert. The other guest will be Eric Von Daniken, making his first appearance in the Paracast. Won't be for a full show, but we'll keep him on for as long as possible. That's next week on the Paracast. Eric Von Daniken and David Halperin. That's going to be a really interesting show. We have Bryce Abel here, TV writer, producer, author, and man about town who learned in the Orient the power to cloud men's minds so they cannot see him. No, that's not the one. I'm sorry. I got that wrong. Oh, well. I think this uh, presentation that you've got uh, coming up, it's, it, Fear and Loathing, that sounds like a yeah. really worthwhile That sounds like a really worthwhile event. I, I wish I was more in the locale to see that. You know, I think I was in uh, a Hunter S. Thompson mode because in the Beatles book, the Beatles end up with Hunter Thompson in 1972 and end up spending uh, an evening with him doing Hunter S. Thompson things. And so I ended up writing that portion of the book in the voice of Hunter S. Thompson. So I had him in my head and it just seemed like I reread his books because I'm a journalism graduate. And so we all read Thompson back then, but I reread him and I just got his voice in my head and I had him tell the story of his encounter with the Beatles. But then I thought, you know, this guy's attitude, I miss that he's not with us right now because I'd love to hear what he would say about the UFO uh, mystery. Uh, I even tried to search for that to see if he'd ever been quoted talking about it. I couldn't find it. So I'm just going to channel him as best I can uh, in terms of the skepticism that he would bring to this. But he would also, I believe, besides skepticism, bring with him a a whole lot of skepticism about whether uh, the people who scoff at it were telling the truth. I think he'd say, yeah, maybe. 
Well, there was definitely sort of a counterculture undercurrent with him, including uh, the use of uh, hallucinogenics and such. So I think Chris might have something to say about that if he were on today. But there's um, you know, a certain element that figures that, well, there was a lot of this going on back in the day, and maybe people were literally seeing things, but it might not be something that was actually there. Or maybe that the actual use of athenogens does actually give some people the ability to see things that are there, but other people don't see. And right. that, that's all fairly controversial, of course. I don't know if you get anything into anything a little more serious, like you had mentioned the ridicule and the debunking. Right. Yeah. And that all started taking place in 1953 with the Robertson panel, where they made it an official policy to do that. So I don't, uh, I'm not sure if you've touched on any of that or oh, not. Oh, sure. But I, I think I would argue the disinformation part of it started you know, at the very beginning, the, the crash happened, they admitted it. And then cooler heads came in and said, no, 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 let's buy that back. And, and I think they started rolling it all up very efficiently at that time. And oh, they yeah. got better at it. As the years yeah. went on, they got better and better at it, which is why I say, given what happened with uh, Brent and myself in 1996, that gave sufficient time for them to get very, very good at it, which is why I give it I don't even know what I couldn't handicap it for its reality. It felt real, but at the same time, the people who would be putting on things that were not real, uh, they had plenty of time to figure out how to do that. So that could have been the explanation. Right. Well, if you look at the timeline for that, uh, the Robertson panel in 53 was yeah. put together on the orders of the OSI and the OSI was put together in 1948. I mean, look at the timeline there. And its focal point was for the analysis of foreign scientific technological developments. Back in the 80s, it was merged into the Office of Science and Weapons Research. So I'm thinking that if what you and I both say or think are obviously the truth here, because there was some sort of cover up going on, that these are the people who were involved in it back in the day after this happened, because yeah. like, you know, like you were saying, uh, disc recovered at, at ranch in Roswell. It's, it, it wasn't all that big of a deal. People didn't even think it was something to be thought of as crazy at first. Right. They thought, Oh, this is really interesting story. People liked it. The and public then, was engaged. And then all of a sudden this air of ridicule started to creep into the whole thing. Well, if you think about it, not only was that first mention of it pretty matter of fact, uh, although it was a big deal and it was front page news, but it was like there was no attempt to deny it. It was just this is the thing. And we went very quickly. L let me put it this way. When they when the first book about Roswell was written in 1980, it seemed outrageous. What? A crash? How could a UFO crash? They're so advanced. That's, that's absolutely ridiculous, right? And yet it wasn't ridiculous in 47 when they said it. So during those years from 47 to 80, a lot of uh, things have been done to try to call into question the efficacy of people that were talking about it in a serious way. And that's where we got things like little green men. Uh, you know, instead of calling them UFOs and uh, extraterrestrials or others or entities or whatever you wanted to call them, we started calling them flying saucers and little green men, which already started the policy of making people not quite take them that seriously. After all, it seemed kind of funny. And, and, as recently as just last year, you could see whenever someone does a UFO story on the local news, I'd say about 90% of the time, the local anchors are smiling when they, when they report on the story. 
Now we've and, got a whole new uh, perspective coming out, though, after this DeLong thing, where you yeah. see people taking it seriously. They're asking yeah. legitimate questions. They're no longer snickering under their breath. I think this is a really important shift. But how do we keep that going when there's well, no real uh, common body uh, in the ufology I field? I think we can. I think we can. I mean, it, I, I think that, the, by the way, what you said about what Tom DeLong's done and accomplished, that people are talking about it seriously, that's fantastic. That's why I say he doesn't really need to have the double purpose of also trying to sell television series and movies about it. He should stick to keeping that conversation going because he's doing a, a pretty good job with it. But I, I do think we've just entered a new time. Uh, when when this kind of uh, story was a front page story on the uh, on the New York Times, it got covered everywhere around the world. And certainly in many countries besides the United States, they take these matters more seriously than we have uh, traditionally. But now maybe we're starting to take it a little more seriously because I think – I mean, I could be wrong, but I think that there is a growing sense uh, in the uh, journalism community and, and, and frankly, the wider community that there's something going on here. And I, I think human curiosity being what it is, uh, once you turn the corner from saying it's all a stupid joke to I wonder if this is real, then human curiosity wants an answer. And yeah, I even, think we're moving uh, into that. Even uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson's been having a little bit of a, a time trying to uh, oh. ch choke his way past explaining this one. I saw so him. Far. I saw him on CNN, and he's usually very glib. I've met him before at the Emmys and things like that. I know this. I don't know him, but I I've seen him in in uh, work before, and I've never seen him as off his game as the day that he was on CNN after the New York Times story broke. Yeah, he just that was wasn't good. very confident. He he. The, the usual glib confidence he, he had uh, of, of his go-to comments just weren't quite playing when the story itself came with uh, authenticating video and uh, pilots' uh, voices and was reported by the New York Times. Suddenly, all his sort of dismissive, jokey kind of things fell really flat. I mean, it, yeah. it, I'd almost urge anyone, you want to see – the first real proof that there's something going on, look at him on the <laughs> day after. And you'll say, this is a man yeah. seriously shaken by what he's now being forced to talk about. No kidding. Absolutely. Um, going back to this Mandela effect thing, they're like, okay, so let's suppose this is something that, uh, uh, when we say, well, maybe the government doesn't really know, or the secret keepers, as you've referred to them in the past, maybe they really don't know that much more than we do because, and this was an idea I had, maybe the aliens are having the same thing happen to them. In other words, the aliens might find they've suddenly been materialized in somebody's room or in the sky over Phoenix, and they go, WTF, what's going on? And are then transported back to where they came from, leaving them as equally mystified as we are about what happened. So, Randall, the suggestion here is that maybe they pop in from another reality and find themselves accidentally here from wherever they come from, Earth 38, Earth 2, whatever it is. I'm not talking about the Arrowverse on the CW, where they do a lot of that multiverse stuff on the comic book hero shows these days. But that concept where they're coming into this reality accidentally and then maybe uh, they find a way to get back, or it's deliberate that they are able to make that transition. They have the technology 
you know, we have, Strieber, let me, let me do the, oh, let me break. Yeah, sure. We, we have Bryce Sable, Gene Steinberg, and Jay Randall Murphy. You're in. The Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. We also have swag. You know, we have all these exclusive Paracast things that you can buy. We've got like, I guess, 60 or so different items. And entails t-shirts, sleeves for notebook computers, iPad cases, mouse pads, the Paracast jumbo tote bag, all sorts of t-shirts and jackets and stuff like that for men and women. We have a Paracast aluminum water bottle. All this stuff, you go to store.theparacast.com, store.theparacast.com. What makes it special is that the items are the best quality, you know, great T-shirts, fabrics, and they have our official logo on them. That's what makes them special in multiple sizes and colors. We even have stuff for children, stuff for women, stuff for men. We have all sorts of sizes, like small up to X large. A lot of good stuff. That's the swag from the Paracast. You go to store.theparacast.com, stop by, and take a shopping tour. Hi, I'm Kelly Cook, Chief Marketing Officer for Kmart and Sears. Every baby deserves the best possible start, but not all babies get one. March of Dimes is changing that. You can help us lead the fight for the health of all moms and babies. Join me and Kmart to March for Babies. Let's raise funds and be champions for families near and far. Together, we are building a brighter future. Sign up for Kmart's team today at marchforbabies.org. Cancer categorizes over 100 diseases. Though we do not diagnose, treat, or cure cancer, GCN team is offering the Clemson University study where there was up to a 95% reduction in cancerous cells when exposed to a plant-derived mineral supplement. If you or a loved one are searching for answers to this horrifying disease, come to GCNteam.com or call 877-878-4203. We'll email you a copy for free. That's 877-878-4203. Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. You see, a TV professional, he just gets that timing just perfect. You're about to say with regard to my comments and what Randall was saying earlier. Oh, I, I was just going to say Whitley Strieber, who I've gotten to know over the years uh, and, and is always fascinating. He had a, one theory about it, that the reason we haven't sort of acknowledged what is going on in a public way is that somehow acknowledging it invites it into our reality that right now uh, they're just flying around in the skies and people like him are having experiences but if we widely believe these experiences to be true suddenly these creatures whatever they are whether they're grays or whatever would suddenly be part of our world in a much more direct way. He even wrote a short story about it, um, about Von Karman, I think. And so, you know, it, that's the problem, though. There are a thousand theories like that. We can't prove any of them right now because we don't really have any facts to work with. So we need to get more facts. And whether that's going to come from government whistleblowers or, frankly, ourselves uh, 
uh, working the problem is unclear to me. Maybe it'll be a, a, a bit of both. But the one thing that seems very obvious is we shouldn't wait for anybody to tell us what the truth is. Why would we do that? We need to just go out and get it ourselves. We need to hold the people who talk to us to a higher standard. And when we see somebody who's really just trying to palm off a a, a story that they just made up, we need to shut them down because we got to get to the real facts of this thing. We got to treat it like the biggest journalistic story uh, of our lifetimes, which it is. Yes, but do you really think that we're ever going to get to an answer? I'm looking at 70 years of UFO research. Yeah, I do think we're going to get to an answer. I think we're going to begin the public dialogue within the next five years, possibly earlier. And I think that that will lead to a at least a 20-year period of evaluation and trying to – just because we start talking about it publicly doesn't mean they declassify anything or everything. So we're going to have to – there's going to be court cases to get this stuff out. I mean, Dolan and I talked about it at a great length in AD after disclosure. And while I've reevaluated some of the points we put in that 2010 book because now we're in 2018, I, I still think that that's the, the deal. We – we are going to uh, have to fight for this truth. Even if the government were to issue a statement right now, it wouldn't be the full statement. It would be, remember Watergate? They had a partial limited hangout they were talking about for their disclosure of what Nixon was up to. Well, we'll probably get a partial limited hangout, and then we're going to have to go and get the rest of it ourselves. I think you make a really great point there. I think one of the most important things you just said is that, well, why do we even really need them to tell us what we already know? Because there are so many people out there who have had experiences. And that reminds me, uh, have you ever seen a UFO yourself? Get back to that. But I mean, for us who have, with no question about the certainty of it, that they're looking at something alien. Okay, we might not know for sure whether it's interstellar or interplanetary or transdimensional or where they came from, but we know something alien is visiting our civilization from somewhere out there beyond it. We have no question in our mind about that. Right. And quite a few people in society are like that. So there's a segment of the population that knows we don't really need to be told by the government that it's real. No, we don't need to be told, but I would argue that what would be nice if they would join us in partnership and lay the cards on the table that they have. They're not going to do that first without being forced to, but ultimately that's the goal. The goal isn't that we have to do it to catch up to them. It's it's more like we're kind of all on the same team. If this is truly a non-earthly intelligence that we're engaged with, then Frankly, that puts us all on the same team, whether we're Chinese or Russian or American, whether we're the government or we're private enterprise, we're all in the same boat together. So I would hope going forward after there'll be, you know, there'll be periods of difficulty in grappling with this, but the truth will come out when we, all of us are together are smarter than any one of us. So we need to get Whoever's got information, and I assume the government has a lot of quality information that we might not have. They probably have some better photos, and they might have some bodies and some craft, and they might have tried to do some reverse engineering. Uh, That's uh, sort of up in the air right now. But if they've done any of that or they have any of that, the goal would be to get that out so that instead of just having a small group of scientists studying it within the government, we instead have the sort of the wiki of the population studying it so that we can find the truth and debate it and evaluate it and and come forward with a better understanding. 
I just oh, yeah, have okay. an interesting question occur to me. It's something we discussed earlier. So you met these people, a couple of people yeah. who you talked to at the beginning of Dark Skies. Right. Among the producers, writers, directors that you know, has anyone else ever had anything similar happen to them? I don't think so. I mean, you're asking what my knowledge of that is. I haven't heard it uh, other than Tom DeLonge who seems to have publicly stated that's what's happened with him. I've not heard of that. I've heard of people that were making projects that had cooperation, but that doesn't mean anyone laid the whole story out for him. There's been rumors about Steven Spielberg, but he's never confirmed them to the degree where he says, I mean, obviously people wanted to hang out with Spielberg. They're happy to talk to him about these things, but I don't think they've laid out the truth for him. I mean, I worked for Spielberg on Taken and we had meetings on this topic. And while he seems as informed about it as almost anybody I know, he didn't sound like he was holding back private information that he had. He sounded like he was as damn curious as we were. Yeah. Going back to um, what you were saying between the government and the public, the, the us versus them thing, that's actually a really good attitude. It's sort of you're saying, okay, well, maybe it, uh, the subject can act as a unifying force in society and culture, move us out of the sort of dark ages in terms of thinking about our place in the universe, as opposed to just saying, okay, well, now we've got the goods and we we can put it in the face of the skeptics and, and uh, put them to shame. I seem to see a lot of that. Like, they just want the answers so that they can put, you know, shove it in the face of the skeptics and say, I told you so. And I'm not sure that that's constructive. No, we're, we're we got to be. In fact, I don't want to turn this into a, an, an attack on uh, the, the president, but I do think a president that's willing to think about pardoning his friends or his family might want to consider what if he simply pardoned any future whistleblower on this topic? That would be a lovely thing. That would get a lot of people coming forward if they knew that they wouldn't face treason charges or get arrested or fined or whatever. And frankly, some presidential directive toward the the people who have some of this information to to put it out in the public would be a really positive thing. So I, I, I think we have reached sort of – this isn't the end. As, as I, I forget who said that. Maybe it was Churchill. It's not the end, but it's the end of the beginning. Uh, I, I think that's where we are right now. We're about to cross over from what has admittedly been a far too long process, at least 70 years. And we're now crossing over into the next phase of this, which is uh, exploring and and testing theories for what's really going on. And I'm simply suggesting that common sense says uh, it's it's time to uh, – I'm going to be a little upset when people admit that they kept a secret for 70 years. But in the interest of truth, I'm willing to even give them a pass if they'll come forward. If we, if we can make it easier for people who have knowledge to come forward and share it, then we need to do that. That's more important than putting them in jail at this point. Absolutely. There needs to be some sort of public liaison process, I think, almost as like a separate office where people can, because obviously we can't just give uh, free reign to, to whistleblowers because there's too much right. uh, related intelligence information, like how the information was obtained through probably highly secret and uh, channels and technologies. I mean, you can't just go around blabbing about that. No, but it's not just the United States either, though. I mean, this may not be in our control. 
And also coming up in a couple of weeks, you'll be hearing from Pennsylvania paranormal researcher Stan Gordon talking about UFOs, cryptids, and more on the Paracast. We're going to take a pause here. And then we've got more with Bryce Sabel, J. Randall Murphy, and Gene Steinberg. And we'll talk about something from a former head of the CIA about UFOs. You're in the Paracast. Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a -a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Sometimes life can be a pain in the neck or back or shoulder. Long distance travel or long hours in front of a computer can take its toll on your body. Why take another pill? Treat your aches and pains with sunshine pillows, microwavable heat wraps, heatable neck pillows, and extra large body heating wraps. Sunshine pillows and wraps are designed better for perfect support where and when you need it, even while driving. Sunshine pillows are designed with your comfort in mind, will not burn you, and will stay balanced on your body to provide soothing hot or cold therapy to treat temporary or chronic pain. And the best part, sunshine pillows start at just $20. Join hundreds of our happy customers and see why Sunshine Pillows has a lifetime 100% positive rating on both Amazon and Etsy. Click sunshine-pillows.com and take the Sunshine Pillow Challenge. That's sunshine-pillows.com. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. I'm here to tell you about GCNTelecare.com, a team of board-certified doctors assisting you 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 365 days a year. Within 15 minutes of registration, care your family can afford. Revolutionizing the healthcare industry, virtual consulting, providing diagnosis of non-emergency medical issues by phone or secure video on computer or smart mobile devices. GCNTelecare.com. Virtual care anywhere. Are you happy washing your hands with harsh chemicals? Are you happy doing laundry with detergents? Are you happy paying high prices? Find your happiness with Pure Soap. These all-natural, earth-friendly Pure Soaps are the very best you've ever used. Buy in bulk. Get a 12, 36, or 48-month supply. Or get items individually and still save big. You're getting soap products twice as good as what you're using now. Earth-friendly and natural soaps. Your family deserves the best. Happiness is 5starsoap.com. Why not put your money up the drain for a change? See them at 5starsoap.com or call 1-800-340-7091 for a catalog. Cal Bend Soap Company can save you thousands of dollars and give you good old-fashioned real soaps that are triple concentrated. Soaps made from vegetable and coconut oils. See their full selection of soaps at 5starsoap.com 
That's FIVEstarsoap.com or call 1 800 340 7091 for a catalog. It's a no brainer. A Big Berkey water filter is the one you need, period. You need a water filter that removes chlorine, fluoride, pharmaceuticals, BPA, and other endocrine disruptors, pesticides, bacteria, viruses, and much more, right? And does it all at only two cents per gallon. Get the original, most trusted name in gravity water filtration, Big Berkey. And now GCN listeners receive 5% off ceramic filter systems using code GCN. Call or click 1 877 99 Berkey or BigBerkeyWaterFilters.com. That's 1 877 99 B E R K E Y. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. We've got Jay Randall Murphy, Gene Steinberg, Bryce Sable. Speaking of fear and loathing here, either of you think, and we've talked about this before, Randall, as you know, there might be some gradual disclosure going on here where we have the news about planets revolving around other star systems that may have the conditions for life. UFOs are being taken more seriously. If we're going to have disclosure, wouldn't it be better to make the process so gradual that people really don't notice, especially that something is happening? They just wake up one day and it's out there. I think the question for that is how much of it is intentional and how much of it is just naturally percolating up through society and culture. And Bryce, uh, I imagine you probably can really comment on this because I see it everywhere now from commercials to radio to television to the internet. It's just, it's, it, it's gotten itself into every aspect of, of modern culture. But does that qualify as disclosure. It, it is true that we are all open to the idea. And in fact, that's why I say if people are thinking, well, we got to get people acclimated to this before we can tell them, I mean, come on, that's happened. We're acclimated. We're ready to go. And and honestly, we've accepted so many strange things. We'll probably accept this thing. It's probably stranger than we imagine, as I said, but that doesn't mean we can't get to work rolling up our sleeves and trying to figure out what what's truly going on. And I, I agree with your comment. It is everywhere. But that's not proof either. There's lots of movies made about it. There's lots of television shows. I've made my share. It's not proof. It's just entertainment. And when you see an alien used on a skateboard, that's just advertising. But it does mean that it's permeated our consciousness, as you said. And that may mean that the door is a little bit more open to being a little bit more forthcoming. That's my hope. That's what I think the next five years are going to be about. Of course, this takes us right back to uh, Edward J. Ruppelt when he wrote his book, The Report on Unidentified Flying Objects. And in the introduction, he says, what's proof? Well, ultimately, that's that's just evidence that's sufficient to prove, not to prove, but to justify belief in a claim. So, well, so proof for one person. But if you've got a giant football field-sized tic-tac rotating around your craft, your aircraft, I think that's proof of something. I mean, it's on it's on radar returns. It's uh, been cited by a guy. I mean, I think we have to start saying, I, I would just love it to say that I, I don't know why the media doesn't do this. I don't know why Trump, I don't know why Paul Ryan, I don't know why all of these guys haven't been showing that video by somebody in the White House briefing room and saying, 
what is it? What do you think that is? Because if you look at it and you listen to it, it's really hard to say nothing happened there. Something did happen. And if I were a curious protector of the U.S. government, I'd want to know about it. I mean, and clearly Senator Harry Reid did want to know about it. Right. We still got one of the people in our forums posted a video from the Flat Earth Society convention. There's still people that don't believe the Earth is a sphere. I know. And you can't prove it to them because they've got their evidence. But, to- but you know what? <laughs> we, we, but that's a great example of why you don't. The object of societal change and grappling with this isn't that everybody has to come to the party at the same time. That's not. That will never happen. Uh, if there's still flat earthers out there, God bless them. I'm not going to waste my time trying to prove to them the earth is round. I'm going to just live with that fact. So I, I think we we have to not think that we have to prove something to everybody, but we have to open the dialogue up to enough people that are part of our current operations here in society and try to incorporate whatever this reality change will be into our reality. And I don't think it has to be, like I said, I'm a little frightened because they've kept it secret for so long and there must be some reasons for that. But we've, we've absolutely reached the place where it doesn't do us any good to keep that secret anymore. Now we should be uh, bringing everybody on board and and bringing everybody up to speed and trying to grapple with it and the 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 percentage of flat earthers of the in in UFOs will just have you know that it's not important we we don't need to convince them right. they'll, we they'll just, come we, along when they do we just need a general shift in public perception on the most acceptable social levels so that we can reduce the, say, the non-believers to the status of flat earthers. I think that seems to be happening. Uh, there's certainly good books that have been written about it. Imagine if the Washington Post was currently putting as much energy into getting to the bottom of what is really going on with this this phenomenon as they are to, uh, say, the 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 Russia situation, by the way, I think we should be investigating the Russia situation. I'm just saying that's a lot of energy and a lot of, uh, uh, financial, uh, resources and so forth going into it. What if we put a fraction of that into the UFO thing? And instead of making it a, a, a joke, we simply said, it's, it's something this newspaper is committed to investigating and trying to get at the truth about. And I think we are very close Frankly, we are very, very close to at least one news organization, and there will be others to follow, but one will have to go first that says, we're going to stay on this story. It might be the New York Times since they've, they own the space right now, but it could be another paper or whatever. But someone with some journalistic resources is going to say to themselves, why don't we own this? Think what it will do for our newspaper when we break this story. I think yeah. that's a really good point. But then you've got people out there, and I ran across one not too long ago. Actually, Paul Kimball's kind of in this category. He'll he'll say, well, you know what? How many people really care if the Earth is flat or a sphere anymore? I mean, it doesn't have anything to do with putting food on the table and and uh, you know joining the rat race back and forth from work and paying your visa bill. And this one person I was talking to, I brought it up, and they just said to me, well. You know, why do you have to bring this up? I, I just find it boring. I'd sooner, you know, talk about my golf game. 
Well, you know what? I, How do you deal with that? We just don't. We, you know, I, 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 yeah, okay. Some people say I'd rather think about what I have to do to put food on the table. And I say, by all means, continue to think about that. But I'm actually capable of multitasking, and I'm sure you guys are too, and so are most people. So I don't have a problem with waking up in the morning and saying, what am I going to do to put food on the table? And also – reading a nice uh, New York Times story about UFO research. That's yeah. no problem for me. I'm, I can handle it, and I'm sure most people can. It's one of the most fascinating questions. It, ha- it, it remains the most. There are two great questions out there. Is there a God, and are we alone? Those are two great questions. I'm not proposing we get into the God bit, but as for are we alone – I think it's ironic that we've spent so much energy talking about the SETI problem, uh, program over the years and spending money trying to point telescopes out there when there seems to be profound evidence that, yeah, we're not alone, but it isn't that they're out there. They're, they're over here already. And I think a lot of people are ready to accept that some of these reports have been real over the years, and if only one of them is real. I mean, this is one of those oh, great, okay. great things. If only one's real – then you've got a, a, an issue here. Okay, th- that's really great. But what if I was to just say, you know, I don't know why you have to go on about this because, you know, I really just, it just doesn't matter to me. Got a break, Bryce. guys. Bryce, Gene, yeah. Randall, you're in. The Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Hunters, anglers, campers, and survivalists, get back to nature. Expand your horizons with the highest quality, most versatile, unique slingshots and slingbows on the market at slingbow.com. Slingbow products are compact and models start from just $17.98. They're perfect for your bug out bag or storing in your vehicle. Give yourself and your loved ones the excitement and tradition of Slingbow, a new frontier in archery and truly modern twist on this primitive survival tool. Feel the thrill only at slingbow.com. This is Dan Pilla. Do you owe the IRS money you can't pay? Are tax debts crippling you? I've defended people from the IRS for over 30 years. I've helped thousands and I can help you too. I wrote the book on IRS settlement and I'm telling you, there's no such thing as a hopeless case. Call 800-34-NO-TAX to finally get free of IRS debt. With the IRS's new programs, there's never been a better time to solve your problem. Call 800-34-NO-TAX. That's 800-34-NO-TAX or my website, danpilla.com. Non-attorney paid spokesperson. Could your house go into foreclosure? Are you behind on your mortgage payments? Does it seem like the bank has no interest in helping you save your home and you feel like you have nowhere to turn for help? Then we have good news for you. Foreclosure Protection Services can help save your home as they specialize in foreclosure assistance. That's all they do. If you're behind on your mortgage payments, being threatened with foreclosure, have been denied a loan modification, or been the victim of a predatory loan, it's critical that you call Foreclosure Protection Services now at 800-667-9035. Their network of attorneys and their agents are available to speak to you now. If you're behind on your mortgage payments, Foreclosure Protection Services can help stop the foreclosure process. Call today before it's too late. New laws are in effect that may save your home. Call Foreclosure Protection Services now at 800-667-9035. 800-667-9035. That's 800-667-9035.
Message and data rates may apply. You don't follow the herd. You blaze your own trail. And you're as adventurous in the kitchen as you are in life. Whether it's paddleboard yoga or Peruvian steak, you're the first to try new things. So are we. We're Green Chef, the first USDA-certified organic meal kit delivery service. We offer delicious meal plans for seven different lifestyles. Paleo, gluten-free, keto, vegetarian, vegan, carnivore, and omnivore. Want to be the first of your friends to try Green Chef? Discover our exclusive introductory deal by texting the keyword FUN66 to 543-543. We believe that cooking, just like life, should be all about experience and flavor. And by exploring dinner options with Green Chef, you'll try new recipes, techniques, and ingredients for bold new restaurant-level flavors. It's like enjoying a new cooking class, but in your own home. To experience this culinary adventure, text now and discover our exclusive introductory deal. Text FUN66 to 543-543. That's F-U-N-66 to 543-543. People search the internet for everything, including you. With a few clicks, information from your past can be quickly discovered. From business deals gone wrong, to misleading reviews, negative articles, and unflattering images. Studies show 78% of people search for someone online before doing business with them. Will they find the real you? With ReputationDefender.com, you can establish a positive internet presence. ReputationDefender.com pioneered the field with over a decade of experience, serving thousands of successful individuals and businesses. We use patented, award-winning systems to boost positive content and suppress negative material. Don't let the internet define you. Take control of your reputation today with ReputationDefender.com. For your quick, free reputation analysis, call 800-831-0771. That's 800-831-0771, 800-831-0771, or visit reputationdefender.com. Hey, this is Marie D. Jones, the author of This Book is from the Future, and you are listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. I wanted to bring this up because we only have two segments left. And this is a breaking story, as they say, on cable TV news. A story from Billy Cox. We've all heard of him. And he wrote, ex-CIA chief, keep studying UFOs. Of course, they're talking to John Brennan. Yeah. Now, he said that he doesn't necessarily believe in UFOs but he thinks we should continue to investigate it. Why would he say that? Okay. During the course of my career, both in the CIA as well as the White House, I was aware that there were endeavors to try to discern what some of these phenomena are. Okay? But that shouldn't mean we shouldn't continue to pursue it and try to apply the latest technologies and the latest science to understand what may be going on. Yeah, it's like half a suggestion. Yeah, that's great. But what do you tell somebody who just goes, oh, that's interesting, and then takes that, rolls it up, and burns it to, in the fireplace because, uh, you, he, know, you know, he needs it to start his, uh, his next fire? Okay, let's say that 30% of the people feel that way. Okay, you know, they'll get with the program as it is revealed to them. I, I don't think the job is to inspire or bring every skeptic on board. That's not the job. The job right now is to reach out 
in a constructive way to people who have been safeguarding this information over the years, developing the information and, and thinking about this topic. And we need to reach out to them in a partnership that's kind of pulls this out of the governmental shadows and out of the, uh, the ridicule of the public sector and finds a safe meeting place in the middle where we talk about its the, the, the actual cases that exist, what they might mean, and we begin to submit them to a, a, a greater intensity, not only in scientific uh, investigation, but also in uh, that putting our best minds on what it could mean and, and how we should engage with it. Because if it's really what a lot of people are thinking is going on, then we shouldn't be, we shouldn't have 99.9% of the planet in the dark about it and 0.1% know what's going on. It should be the opposite. I take 70, 30 any day. You know, if you've got, if you've got your 30% that don't want to talk about it, by all means, you know, if they don't want to get with the program, who cares? Their kids will. We're all going to live in a different world anyway in the future. Uh, but we can't worry. Of, you never could. It, it, you know, when Roosevelt needed to get us into World War II, he didn't worry about the people that didn't want to do it. He worried about how to get us, how to defeat the Nazis. So w we have to focus on the the problem, not on not on the naysayers. Right. That sounds like a pretty good solution. So just, you know, with those kind of people, we just kind of go, okay, so all right, then. So how was your golf game? That's <laughs> or, what we do. That's how uh, I do it. I mean, that's literally how I do it. And then uh, occasionally, it, more often than not, I'll have friends who know I have an interest in it. And while they might not speak to their spouse about it or their kids, they'll say to me, so you know a lot about that UFO thing. What do you really know? Do you think that's really real? And they're really interested. And then I tell them my thoughts and I, I lend my books out to them. I, I would tell you one thing, this is, you know, I, I'm a big believer in something specific that you can do. I would urge everybody to pick their five favorite UFO books that they think make the case really well and buy an extra copy of each one of them and put their phone number and their name inside each one and then lend them out to people. And say, I'm not giving you this book. I'm lending it to you because I know that you want to read it. When you're done, please give it back to me so I can give it to somebody else. That's how you change people, one brain at a time. I actually do that. I've got a huge supply of books. I buy them on sale from the used bookshops and when I see them. So, you know, That's I've got a great idea. Good for you. I've got a bunch of like uh, Timothy Goods Above Top Secret, which I thought was really good. There's a couple of things in it that Don Ecker pointed out, but generally speaking, fantastic. I think I got them for like a buck fifty. And, I just uh, want to say, be sure to send out lots and lots and lots of copies of AD after disclosure. Very important. <laughs> Absolutely. Can we That's get those book? a discount? You know, I bought seriously most of my UFO books from the early years. And we're talking here about the '60s. I went to the Samuel Weiser Bookstore in Lower Manhattan, and I went to the closeout bins, and I bought all these great UFO books for a dollar each. Yeah. yeah. What did well, you do with That's them? <laughs> Have you Please still say, got him? He didn't burn them. We know that. No, I didn't believe in that. I think my first wife has a lot of those books right now. Ah, uh, well, let's not go there. That's obviously a sad, sad story. No, she's a nice lady. She's been on the show right. too. Okay, All right. so we don't have to worry about that. So it's interesting to get along with your first wife, with your ex-wife. It's hard enough to get along with your current wife or girlfriend. But to get along with the ex, I guess that's a miracle. I'm still looking for a new girlfriend, so. 
I've been married over 30 years. So awesome. I, I found something that worked and kept at it. Fabulous. She just kept you in line. That's all. Yeah, I think that's probably it. She would certainly agree with you about that. Do you guys so, do you show on the, do you guys go on the road together or we do like she'll, uh, my wife, Jackie is coming with me to the IUFOC next month and she'll probably attend a couple of events and we'll enjoy our time in Phoenix together. So yeah, we, we do a lot together and we write together. We, we wrote something that got, won the writer's guild award a few years back. So yeah, we, we work together and we play together. Let's Has see. she inherited the UFO bug or maybe no, your kids? No. No. Uh, one of my kids uh, is is in very intrigued by it. He's coming with me to the IUFOC because he wants to talk to people and, and so forth. Um, uh, Jackie uh, understands the issue. I, I don't think she shares my, you know, avid interest in it, but I think uh, she understands it's an important issue, as we, most of us do. Um, but you know, not everyone's that. I guess that's just it. You have to be prepared that not everybody in your family, not everybody in your city, not everybody at work is going to think the same way as you think. Uh, if anything, you want to just be prepared to sort of let people find the the information that they need. And and I found that that New York Times article was a great example of a door opener because a lot of people will read that, and when they read it, they they're quite taken by it. They're amazed and they, they want to know more. And that's when you hit them with that, that book. Speaking to you as yeah. a former CNN guy, yeah. the thing that surprised me the most recently is conservative talk host Tucker Carlson from Fox. He had on Leslie Kane as a guest. And no wackiness there. Straight interview. Very serious indications that he personally has an interest in the subject. Really who is this again? Say that again. Tucker Carlson. He does. Oh, Tucker. Yeah, yeah. He replaced yeah. Bill O'Reilly, I think. Yeah, no, he's, he's uh, you know, he's he's got a lot of uh, followers, so I think that's great. I mean, uh, he should do an entire show about it. And he should, he should speak openly about it. Yeah, I think when we can get people who are, are you know, both left and right and center – on board, then it really doesn't matter which way it goes, then we're in a better position for sure. I mean, I hope that we have entered a new period here. I really do suspect we have. I, you, you, you know, if you read a lot of history, you see the ebb and flow of ideas and events and things. And everything about that makes me believe that we're on the cusp of of acceptance and the beginning of the discussion, the real discussion, because you, I, I forget who first said it today, but we may not know as much as we think we know. We, we simply may know that this mystery exists and we may have proof of the mystery, but we may not have an answer for what the mystery is. And that's probably where we sit right now. And as we move forward, it'll be fascinating to see all these great minds who are not currently thinking about this, turn their attention to it and begin to speculate and discuss it. That will be very helpful. We got more to come with Randall, Gene and Bryce. You're in the Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today.
As you know, neighbors, web hosting can be pretty cheap, but not all hosting is the same. DreamHost wins best of awards year after year. You get unlimited disk space, unlimited bandwidth, and even the low-cost plans put your sites on high-performance SSDs. Want to know more about what DreamHost has to offer? Go to technightowl.com slash host. Once again, that's technightowl.com slash host. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there is the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. Hear that? That's the sound of a house being trashed while a gang of thieves ransack the place. And what they don't steal will be destroyed. This year, resolve not to be the next victim of a break-in. Go to faketv.com and discover a device that creates the illusion someone inside is watching TV, even when you're miles away. Security is a mindset, and fake TV should be part of your security solution. Be vigilant, but not fearful. Faketv.com Water is the single most important thing your body needs, so you want to be sure it's the best for you and your family. Since 2005, thousands have depended on Berkey Purified Water. The Berkey Guy provides the lowest priced filtration systems in every size. For incredibly delicious water now and in an emergency, get to GoBerkey.com or call 877-886-3653. 877-886-3653. GoBerkey.com. Fully cooked, ready-to-eat bacon. I'm talking thick, meaty, center-cut, presidential bacon. Savory and delicious. I buy some, I use some, I store some. Awesome. No refrigeration needed with a 10-year shelf life. NASA pack technology. Bacon. Fully cooked, fully hydrated, ready-to-eat right from the pack bacon. Or warm and served. Life-saving, ready-to-eat bacon. 10-year shelf life bacon. Ships free at FullyCookedBacon.com. FullyCookedBacon.com. Hi, Peter Vaccaro for ParanormalDate.com. Are you looking for love in all the wrong places? Now you have a chance to change that by signing up for free at ParanormalDate.com. This incredible dating site puts people of like minds together. People who are interested in the strange, the unusual, mysteries, ghosts, UFOs, and the afterlife, and so much more. ParanormalDate.com was developed for you. People seeking a viable alternative to the other dating services. You can join for free by going to ParanormalDate.com, and if you decide you like it and want to connect with people, use the code GEORGE for a substantial discount. Mark Rawlings, president of ParanormalDate.com, says so many people hunger to share their experiences about the paranormal, the unexplainable, or the afterlife, and so much more, and this is the source for them to meet and share that common interest. So sign up for free at ParanormalDate.com, ParanormalDate.com and use the code GEORGE if you decide to connect with someone you like. Would it be okay if you had two paychecks instead of one? I'm Pharmacist Keith. Dr. Wallach, the Dead Doctors Don't Lie guy and myself, want to show you how to get an extra paycheck every month, creating an extra income that will last for years to come by joining Dr. Wallach's crusade, spreading his message of better health. To learn more, visit radio.recordedvideo.com. That's radio.recordedvideo.com. 
radio.recordedvideo.com or call 866-257-3105 for a recorded message. This is Micah Hanks of the Grayling Report, and you're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. Bryce Abel joining us with Gene and Randall. Chris O'Brien is under the weather. I don't know if it's a flu, but the flu is really bad in, what, 32 states so far? Hey. I've taken a flu shot for 25 years now, and I have not had a flu in 25 years. So even though I know it's not completely protective this year, I couldn't be stronger on. Before I took the flu shot, I got the flu every year. Then I started taking the flu shot. I never got the flu again. So for what it's worth. I know there's some paranoia about vaccinations, but I have taken flu shots every year for many years. And even at 119 years old. I have managed to avoid that. Let me just bring you one more thing before we let you go and leave the building with Elvis. And that is, it's possibly just addressing the after-disclosure material once again. Looking at now a book written some years back and the current developments with Tom DeLonge and the New York Times article and everything, what kind of reaction do you think might happen in our society now if it were revealed that UFOs are real, they're possibly extraterrestrial? Well, I think the biggest change, uh, the expansion, it's not a change, but an expansion in my thinking since the AD After Disclosure book that Dolan and I wrote, is that I, I've moved pretty far beyond thinking it needs to be just an official announcement from anybody, whether it's the Pope or the president, uh, to thinking that there seems to be signs now of a different fabric coming together, which is more official people talking about it and the sense that there are literally people who have had a lot of these highly classified positions who are, uh, whether with permission or without permission, trying to tell their stories. And these things are all kind of merging together. And I think that it, it is the kind of, not by some design, but by just the way it's working, we're all sort of moving toward the realization that there's more to this than meets the eye. So to answer your question, how will we handle it? It will be messy. I always use the um, member Buck Turgidson from uh, Dr. Strangelove. He says about nuclear war, I ain't saying we're not going to get our hair must. And I kind of think that's what disclosure is. Uh, it's going to be crazy for a while and maybe for a, a long while, but we'll handle it pretty well because uh, we want to know more. And The only thing that will be really disruptive is if there is some truth to a nefarious or negative or hostile interpretation of it. If that's the case, and that explains why it's been secret for so long, obviously uh, the discussion will be less about making contact with our space brothers and it'll be more about protecting ourselves. But if that's the case, let the games begin. So I just wanted to thank you guys for for having me on the show. And and I know that uh, some of your listeners may have missed some of the earlier parts. I just want to say I do hope they'll give a chance to the new book, uh, Once There Was a Way, What If the Beatles Stayed Together? It's at uh, uh, AmazonBeatles.com or WhatIfBeatles.com. And uh, it's not about UFOs, obviously, but uh, it's me experimenting in that alternate universe. 
I hope to see some of your uh, listeners at the uh, International UFO Congress uh, in Phoenix. I'm speaking on February 14th, which is Valentine's Day. So if you show up and there's a big crowd, my wife may be a little kinder to me about spending Valentine's Day talking UFOs. I will have a heart-to-heart talk with her and just find out all the secrets about you. In terms of projects, we have a couple of minutes left. Yeah, okay, great. Of course, we've got the Beatle thing. Yeah. We've got the book. In terms, and I know you covered it briefly, in terms of future movie and or TV projects, can you give us some more information? Well, I'll give you the UFO ones. I, I, I always have my finger on a lot of pies there, but the UFO ones in particular include Captured, which is based on the Stan Friedman, Kathy Marden book about the Betty and Barney Hill case. And in fact, I'm uh, in contact with Dan Aykroyd about that. I won't tell you any more than that, but we're talking about it. Dan Aykroyd playing Stanton Friedman? No, no. Uh, this is the Betty and Barney Hill case. Okay, uh, so captured. he would play the psychiatrist. That's possible. But we're talking. You know, I'm just saying we're talking. Uh, and then the other project is Unidentified, which is the story of Stanton Friedman and Don Schmidt competing to break the Roswell case. That's a second movie. And we have a, a script on both captured and unidentified. And we're now uh, moving into the market to try to put together the coalitions that it takes to make a modern movie. And then the other thing I'm working on right now is I've just had a lot of interest over the years, and it seems to have peaked again in converting AD after disclosure into a television series. So I'm meeting with uh, numerous people in the next few weeks to try to put together that pitch and uh, take it out into the town and see if we can figure out how to turn that into a mini series, maybe, or a, or a full-on series, either way. Try to be the the television series that isn't about proving that aliens are real, which is what most books about and most television series about this topic are about, but instead and to be a little more positive and to instead focus on, well, we know aliens are real. What are we going to do about it? So the very question that you just asked, I want to do a television series about that. How are we going to handle getting this information that a, we have been lied to for 70 years and B they're here already. They're not out there. I hope I'm wrong with my Dark Skies uh, main title theme because in it, the main character says, they're here, they're hostile, and powerful people don't want you to know. That's what we put out there in 1996. If it turns out to be true, then it's going to be a bumpy ride. If it's not true and uh, there's other interpretations, then it might turn out to be be all right. I like to look at this with a certain amount of optimism. Uh, whatever it, it is, I don't think anything's ever been gained by not facing the truth. So, uh, you know, I'm a journalist. I say face the truth and, and let the games begin. Fabulous. I probably shouldn't even said that. I'm 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 too glib for my own good sometimes. But I met Dan. All I would say is this: I met Dan Aykroyd at. Uh, I used to be the chairman of the Television Academy. I think your listeners know that. So I attend all the TV Academy events, and I was at the Hall of Fame induction where all the uh, SNL. Uh, players from the first season were inducted into the Hall of Fame. And I met Dan afterwards, and we ended up at the after party talking UFOs. And uh, he's very, very knowledgeable. He's very interested in the topic, as I am. And we have been discussing various projects and how we might best uh, find a way to take this topic out uh, to the world. And so, yeah, I'm intrigued by his interest and enthusiasm, and, and I share it, and, and hopefully good will come of it. Okay, we could always team him with Jim Belushi since John Belushi is dead and have the Blues Brothers meet the aliens. 
I, I think Dan <laughs> is a very serious, he is a sober but not somber person who looks at this topic as one of the most, I, from his opinion, this is the most important thing and it's going to change our entire world. And I think he also shares my view that we are on the, the cusp of it, which is interesting because, and this I'll just leave you with this thought, we have been predicting disclosure literally since the 50s. Most books written then predicted disclosure was imminent and it never happened. It didn't happen in the fifties, the sixties, the seventies, the eighties, the nineties, the aughts. And here we are at 2018. I'm not saying it's happening in the, in the tens, but I would say we will not end the twenties without there being a legitimate feeling that disclosure has happened. I'll tell you this, obviously I'm just joking about Dan Aykroyd, obviously, but I know he's very seriously interested in this stuff and see what he contributes to it all. For our listeners who want to get in touch with you or find out more of your stuff, is there a site they can go to? I maintain um, my own site, which is just my name, BryceZabel.com, and that's B-R-Y-C-E and then Z as in zebra, A-B as in boy, E-L.com. And of course, uh, there's contact information on the whatifbeetles.com as well. Works for me. Thank you, guys. Appreciate our, that. Our, our guest co-host was J. Randall Murphy. If you want to get in touch with us, go check us out on Twitter. Look for the Paracast. Look for two Paracast fan clubs, a community and a group on Facebook. Also look for our second radio show after the Paracast, where the language is unfettered and you never know what to expect. And it's only available if you subscribe to the Paracast Plus. Go to plus.theparacast.com, plus.theparacast.com. We also give you a version of this show free of the network ads with better quality audio. So those of you on YouTube who constantly say, too many ads, too many ads, that is a solution for a low subscription rate. Go to plus.theparacast.com. Bryce Sable, thanks for joining us in the Paracast. The Paracast is my place. I love it. You guys are unfettered friends. Thank you. The Paracast, featuring Gene Steinberg and Christopher O'Brien, is a copyrighted presentation of Making the Impossible Incorporated. Tune in next week for a new adventure in The Paracast.